Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of Two Guys Watching Wrestling. Nightsticks and Coffins is our third season. Big Boss Man's Naughty 1999. Mike Wendt, Rich Ellison, here to take you through another week and change of Monday Night Raws. We're on the road to WrestleMania. Rich, how you, uh, WrestleMania SummerSlam. It's late. You're, there's going to be a lot of like stammering and stuttering and fuck-ups. I'm just going to tell you right now. We're recording this at, oh, almost midnight. Uh, and it's been a long day. Anyway, Rich, how you doing? I'm, I'm fantastic. Uh, before we get on the air, I just got off the phone with our guys at the uh, Local 81. <laughs> I uh, got us uh, some Harleys. And uh, if, you're, if you're in the mood, we can uh, meet up with the big show and Undertaker and uh, go through Death Valley and see what happens. But the brothers said... We know the big man can handle it, but can the big show? And oh, we're get there. That is weird and rough, just bad. <laughs> yeah, if you ever, if you ever want to know that you need a a coat made out of human flesh for 120 degree <laughs> weather, you gotta find out tonight. I don't, he didn't. He didn't explain that very well. <laughs> I know what he was getting at because it does get cold in the desert at night, but he didn't explain that part of it. Hey, you know when you walk into a sauna and you always think you need a coat? Somebody's skin off, apparently. It's not very insulating, I'm telling you. Not that I've worn human flesh before. I make luggage out of it. I don't make coats, all right? I have a collection of luggage. Lampshades, you know. You you haven't thought of the smell, you bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad I have that woman in a pit. Oh, uh, keep lotioning your skin. <laughs> keep it nice and soft. fourteen. <laughs> oh God, it's gonna be a long night. <laughs> First episode of Raw uh, is definitely one of the more historic Raws uh, in the history of WWF. Uh, it is August 9th, nineteen ninety nine, from the Allstate Arena in Chicago, Illinois, and we'll we'll get to it in order. But this is the night that. Uh, the Y2J problem happened. Chris yeah. Jericho, happy, thank you. happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yes. Little did we all know that the millennium actually happened on August 9th at about nine o'clock at night. Yeah. Fucking state of your planning, man. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, we got to do a New Year's thing on the quarter hour. If we don't do it on the quarter hour, we're going to get fucked by those hicks in Georgia. It wasn't even like the go-home show, which is next week. <laughs> like, there was nothing special about this show. And they already had Jesse Ventura book. So it's like they already had those, those you know, casual eyeballs for that shit selling, selling SummerSlam at the time. Ha- like, uh, they, they didn't do their math, I don't think. I'm still going with that. I'm still going with, like, they... They said, oh, we're going to do a countdown to the millennium. Cool. What's it going to be? Uh, it doesn't matter. We'll figure it out later. All right, cool. How, how long do we want to set it for? I don't know. Uh, the millennium. The millennium. And somebody just kind of like fat fingered the keyboard with a bunch of numbers. And that's what we got. Like, it wasn't even like an actual counter. They just head butted the keyboard. And it's like, oh, great. Okay, cool. That, that's like 800 and something days. That's definitely to the millennium. You know, there's only 350 days in a year, right? Uh, no, no, there's 872 days in Vince's year, and if you sneeze, he'll kill you. Well, simple math: if you take eight plus nine is seventeen. Yep. One plus seven is eight. Right. Jericho has right. eight letters. Mm-hmm. Does it have eight letters? Keep going, Steiner. I'm with you. 
Because <laughs> I'm trying to do if, the fucking twenty three. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you if you noticed it, but in the second episode, fucking Austin does Steiner math for like two seconds. Did you yeah. notice that? Yeah, I'll give a shit if it's mankind because he's got he's got a half a ear. Uh, two on one, three on one. I'll give a damn if it's it's four of them and two of me and one makes five and you carry the four and god damn it, I need a bear. Oh, 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 they made me look like Scott Steiner, like a fucking asshole. <laughs> Michael Cole also gets victimized by everyone he interviews on these two shows. Look, rightfully so. Michael Cole sucks. <laughs> Also, like, with his frosted tips, yeah, f- fuck he's you. Even, he's even worse. <laughs> Young Michael Cole is even worse than current day. <laughs> Cole's just terrible. I, I, if we ever get a, if we ever get a time machine, we should have current Cole fight old Cole. If we ever get a time machine, I'm going back and telling Michael Cole, here's like a lifetime of razors. Don't ever grow facial hair. You look like a tool. You and the Big Show have the worst fucking facial hair choices ever. Oh man, ever they are just. They're just, it's just like, oh, I'm going to try something new this week. I'm going to try something new this week. It's like, stop trying shit new, man. You're making so many, you look so weird. Just so like, it's, just, it's not even like it's bad. It just makes you look greasy. <laughs> Sorry, greasy. <laughs> you look very gross. <laughs> it's a so- soft G on that. Mm. Greasy. It's a soft G and a hard Z in that one. Two of them. Um, okay, so. Yeah, speaking of hard. Hard. Uh, the Rock kicks off the show. It's got that new shirt rocking. We are getting into peak rock, as we mentioned last week. He <clears throat> is going to uh, go over what happened on Sunday Night Heat. And this is like the second episode in a row mm-hmm. that the, there's a major angle from Sunday Night Heat that I don't know what the fuck is going on because they have Evolve 44 on the fucking network Look. and none of these Sunday Night fucking heats. Soon, God damn soon. the Peacock Network. Do something. Pe- well, we're going to be on Peacock in uh, a little over a month, and uh, maybe we'll get some Sunday Night Heats to go along with our office binges. <laughs> Look, I know... I'm just going to peel back the curtain for a second. I know in our group chat you were fucking with me I kept, when you kept asking me how, how the Peacock thing was going to work. But I think I got really upset because... There were people in real life that were being very serious about this and getting very angry about this. And I'm like, okay, here's how I found out about it. So I woke up. I look at my phone. You had already sent a text with the link and the screenshots. And I'm and Louis, I'm sitting there with sleepy eyes, scrolling, reading. In two seconds, I'm like, oh, I get it. I get it. I, I have Comcast. So when it flips over... The free the the ad version is going to be free to me or anybody with Comcast. Uh, if you don't have Comcast, that ad ad version is going to be four ninety nine. So you're going to save five bucks on the WWE Network. Or if you want the ad free version, basically the same thing you have right now, it's going to cost you no more money, no less money. It'll be nine ninety nine. It's all all right there. All you have to do is just log into Peacock instead of the WWE app. I think that's pretty fucking self I think it's pretty simple. I think I explained it pretty simple. But, wow, people are getting angry about it. I don't understand it. So, hold on. Yeah. So yeah. What you do? Yeah. Is I could log on to WWE Network. Yeah. And it gets me to Peacock, and I can watch <laughs> The Office through the WWE Network. 100%. The, Mike, the, the comments in these links 
hilarious. You think these people are trying to like split atoms, cure like malaria? It's like, like you gotta sit there and be like, are you fucking with me right now? Unbelievable. You can't be a real person. You can't be this confused right now about this simple thing. Um, and, and also, like, there's no downside to this uh, WWE Network Peacock deal uh, because a WWE Network content-wise isn't going to change. I don't know. The layout probably will look what it, like whatever Peacock it looks like. I haven't looked at it yet. Um, but content-wise, it's all going to be there. It's uh, potentially going to either be free, like in my situation, if you have Comcast or Xfinity, it'll be free because that's included. Peacock is included, and the WWE Network will be part of Peacock, and then it'll be included. So you're going to save $10 a month during this pandemic when a lot of us are still unemployed. That's actually important. Or you're going to at least save $5 because it'll be $4.99 because that's the first tier of Peacock. Um, plus, you get... All the shit that's on Peacock, all the shit that NBC and Universal own, all the Universal movies, all the NBC shows. Yes, The Office. Everybody's jerking off The Office because it's on Peacock. It's like, all right, fine. I'm not a big Office fan. I like the the British version better, but whatever. It's there. You can watch it all day long. And WrestleMania. I don't see the downside to this. I really don't. But people are upset. So, so do you think they're going to do like a WWE crossover with SVU or something like that? Uh, I would, I mean, you know, we are, Ice-T has already done the Godfather's theme song once. I don't see why, why we can't get a, a little, uh, you know, crime, crime investigation. Little, is that even NBC? I don't fucking know. What's on USA? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Dick Wolf. That's the only reason I know Dick Wolf's name <laughs> is because his shows always ended before Raw. I'm like, Dick Wolf, funny name. <laughs> but those are his shows. Yeah, let's do it. Special Victims Unit. Raw. <laughs> it, it's funny too because some of those episodes of Raw are SVU episodes. They're just the worst versions of it. Yeah, we have miscarriages. We have rape. We have we have aborted fetuses. Oh. We have eight-year-old women. Jesus Christ! Yeah, dun dun. <laughs> uh, so let's let's get into this shit. Here. Um, yeah, the so rocks in the ring. Rocks in the ring. Running down heat? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, he's basically saying. Big well, this show. Is the one, okay, yeah, we make fun of Big Show. Some that really impresses The Rock. Yeah, <laughs> it is funny. This, <laughs> this was again. Each week, we're getting closer to the pure form of The Rock. Like the what, what's a, what's a what's a video game analogy for this? Leveled up Rock. Leveling up. Yep. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see peak rock if, by the if, end of this. If we're second. looking at a flame, right? We're getting closer and closer to that white hot yeah. flame of the rock. White buttholes. <clears throat> <laughs> and uh oh, buttholes. White buttholes. <laughs> so of course Undertaker and Show come out. <laughs> okay. Uh Talks about him stepping over the top rope and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Okay. It was funny. It was very funny. And Undertaker and Shogun in the ring and they start, you know, beating down the rock or some shit. And X-Pac and Road Dog just look so out of place coming down for the save. I'll, I'll never get used to Road Dog and his, his weird little run <laughs> coming down to the ring. <laughs> he, he's running to the ring like the braces are breaking off his legs. 
he's, that's exactly what it is. I just placed it. I didn't know how to place it. Thank you. He's Gump. <laughs> run, road dog, run. <laughs> Seats taken. Seats taken. You can sit here if you want to. I'm X-Pac. You can sit with me if you want to. Oh, Jay, you're road dog. Your mama sure cares about your wrestling career. <laughs> so, uh, they get we obviously. Can't make, we, can't make study, we can't make a study reference four weeks in no, a row, can we? No, we really can't. We just, we can't, we can't go that far down the rabbit hole. Um, so, obviously, they don't make a save. They just immediately get their asses whipped. A cane comes down, clears everybody's house. Um, <laughs> And uh, Shawn Michaels is here. <laughs> yes, in a limo. In a limo. So, so, so we're waiting on Jesse Ventura. That's the big get of tonight. Uh, the big get is Jesse, the body Ventura, returns to WWF. He was on the picture of uh, the New York Times and the LA Times with the president today. So apparently he saw President Clinton that morning, flew to Chicago to uh, make one of the weirdest promos ever. So we're waiting on him, and a limo pulls up, and of course, it must be the governor, Jesse Ventura. No, it's the commissioner, Shawn Michaels. And how many fingers, Shawn? How many, how many fingers am I holding up here? <laughs> so, it, it, look, Shawn wasn't saved yet. <laughs> the, the evolution of Shawn Michaels in this episode. It's so weird. He, he goes from somewhat coherent right here. Yep. To, to fucking someone who's had too many Mai Tais <laughs> trying to do trying to do karaoke. <laughs> it's, it's a weird stretch of time. He basically turns into the hey, where are my pants guy only with a shirt. <laughs> Just fucking disappears. <laughs> hey man, is this the shirt store? <laughs> where the fuck did your shirt go? Be a professional for Christ's sake. Steve Austin just had a cinder block drop in his head. <laughs> You're sitting here like a goddamn stripper waiting for a fucking bachelorette party. Hey, you want to do something with this? <laughs> what is wrong with you? Baby, get a, get us another round. I got I got to tell a story about the time I lost my shirt. Oh, <laughs> uh, so he's here. Uh, X-Pac and Kane cut a promo. Xbox swears a lot in this one. He really likes the word goddamn. And uh, they demand a title shot with the acolytes. I don't know what Xbox really so angry about. Have we like did I miss something? Why why is he so upset? They whipped his ass, didn't they? The acolytes or something. Or was it the Undertaker? He's he got his ass kicked by the Undertaker the night after fully loaded. Right. What it has to do with the acolytes? I'm not sure. I don't get that part of it, but he's really, he's like, is it a goddamn request? It's goddamn. He's, oh, it's, okay. Um, so here's a deep cut. Um, you ever seen Tales from the Crypt Bordello of Blood? Yes. With Dennis Miller and Corey cut, yeah. Feldman. Yeah. So there was a character in there, and he was kind of the wrangler for this vampire whorehouse. So he'd go to bars, and he'd try to get guys to come back to the whorehouse. And the way he talked was hilarious because he go, 
There are some of the best goddamn women you're ever going to see in your goddamn life. And that's all I could hear with X-Pac talking. This goddamn request. It's a goddamn demand for your titles, acolytes. It's like, oh, man, what's... Can we... Can we speed up Kane's vocal process? <laughs> he's also super awkward with his hands when he's doing the promo. He's doing the, <laughs> let me tell you, you know, it, it, the only thing I can kind of equate it to is the Micro Machines guy when he's doing the commercial. Yeah. And like, you know, very like Chris Farley over exaggerated with the hands. Jacked <laughs> <laughs> at my throat doing that. Um, but yes, that's exactly what he's doing. Uh, so our first match of the night feels like we've been here forever. Uh, Christian versus Gangrel. Christian's music sucks. Like I really realized that. I think they, they gave him like a weird extended entrance where he re- they just let him walk all the way to the ring, no cutaways, just Christian smiling like a goof. And uh, his his music sucks. It's like they took they took Gangrel's music, but they obviously can't use that because Gangrel's still a thing. So they kind of like took like parts of it. And then just added like shitty noises over it. It kind of sounded like from NES uh, Castlevania. Kind of, yeah. yeah it was bit. very much a eight bit like wrestling game entrance theme. It's like, yeah, we're we're not gonna really try it. This is gonna be a few months. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get him past the spooky shit soon. Uh, but Gang Girl comes out, still one of the best fucking entrances ever. God, that thing looks good. The whole a whole presentation of, of the brood entrance is the, the way the camera swings around, catches the fire, getting lit. He comes out of the thing. Ah, oh, fucking gorgeous. And then they get in the ring and wrestle. Yeah. Okay, fine. And luckily it's quick because the Hardy boys show up and my God, the Hardy boys are attacking Christian. What's going on here? Well, I don't know. I don't really know what's going on here because well, Russo's writing. So we're changing the shit every week. Um, but they're, they're, beating up Christian. Gangrel joins in. The three of them are beating up Christian. And our, our boy, Mr. Hot Dogs in L.A., all right, Rebird style, Michael P.S.A. shows up. And uh, <laughs> he tries to get involved. Like He pulls the Hardys back, and they just tune him up, like, real fast. Um, I always found it weird, and, and it didn't click with me until this, probably because I haven't really seen his feet until this. But I do remember... It was one of those like total recall moments where I remember back in the day being weirded out by the fact that he like dressed in the same clothes as them, but he wore his like his shiny wrestling boots. <laughs> and I'm like, is it Bad Street USA boots? Oh, it's like, what? Why, man? Like, that's such like, that's such an old school wrestling mentality. Always got to be ready for a match, man. Always got to be ready in case they call you in. Like, you remember B- Beyond the Mat when, uh, they go to that that dude's house and and he wanted to be on Terry Funk's show and, and they cut to him and he's on his trampoline with the little baby weights and kind of just bouncing and Terry Funk gives him lets him be the pity referee and it and uh, and he's like he shows up to the show with his bag his gear bag and they're like and the, the documentary guy's like why do you have your bag and he's like always got to be ready in case they call you in it's like oh that's oh. <laughs> That's really sad, man. You just go to shows and stand there with your bag. Oh, man. Like, I get it if you're young and you're starting out, 
but this guy wasn't either of those things. It was weird. Like it was <laughs> like he had this unrealistic expectation that he, he was going to be like to be main event. The fucking Terry Funk show that Bret Hart yeah. main evented. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who was who uh, was the champion at the time? I don't even know who the fuck this guy was. I've seen Beyond the Mat thirty times, and I don't right. remember this guy's name. Nope, no clue. But he had expectations. Like he was going to pin Bret Hart like that night. Like who the fuck are you? You cut salami. You cut salami four days a week. Who are you? That a wrestler reference? That Mickey Rourke movie? Oh, it didn't mean to be, but yeah, fuck it. Sure. Yeah. All right. (laughs) But yeah, Yeah, tell me where the paper towels are. He was really upset because like, like, like I remember Funk went up to him and was like, you're going to be at my, my, my show. Right now. Again, what we all know now about Terry Funk. Stop calling bullshit. He's like, it's my, it's my last show ever. It's like, dude, you just signed a contract with WWE. You're about to start the Chainsaw Charlie gimmick. Stop it. Anywho, I get it. It's a movie. Uh, but he's like, I'm not showing up. He's like, why can't you show up? It's my going away show. He's like, I'm not booked. And I'm like, oh, that's so old school. It's almost charming. <laughs> Did, didn't he say he was busy? He bullshitted him. I, I, he, no, but. Funk was like, I'm watching that. And the guy's like, oh, I got busy. Well, well, he he started he started off with saying, I'm not booked. Like, that was what his thing was. He's like, I'm not booked. I'm not booked. And he's like, but I want you there. He's like, ah, I'm kind of busy. I'm, I'm doing something. It's like, what? What? Bouncing on your trampolines with your sister's weights? <laughs> Come on, man. No one's going to stock these shelves. <laughs> <laughs> the overnight shift at Roscoe's. <laughs> <laughs> who's who's going to make that end cap? Of carnation. Fucking sparkles, man. <laughs> Anywho, um, yeah, Hardy Boys beat the shit out of our boy Michael Hayes, toss him out of the ring, and it looks like we have the formation of the new brood. Not officially, because obviously we need a big to do about it, but yeah, them and Gangrel head up the ramp. So, do you think uh, Shane McMahon had the idea for this name? We talked about this before we taped. He put the new in front of Brood. 100%. Uh, For those of you Silicon Valley fans, Shane McMahon is the Jin Yang of this fucking thing. He made new YouTube in Japan. Again, he seemed to do well for himself. I don't know what it actually is, but that's how it was explained to me. And then I saw the show, and I'm like, oh, so that's what he did. He just kind of went and took that idea and put new in front of it. Okay, gotcha. I mean, he granted change the name but this one definitely new brood so after the new brood mm. is 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 debuted we go backstage and we have the acolytes with michael cole <laughs> responding to xbox goddamn demands goddamn demand yeah damn acolytes. make some noise yeah yeah damn. they say yeah yeah Brett, i was like yeah <laughs> but- basically the promos are, sh- and this is another reason I think Vince wasn't here. Um, I think we, did I mention, I think that was off air I mentioned that I don't believe Vince was here, was it? Yeah, it was off okay. air. Okay. So I'm I'm convinced that these two shows, Vince McMahon wasn't here. Uh, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense because it's Jericho's big debut, but it was also a different time. Um, but like they're, especially the backstage promos are shot really weird. Um, everyone has almost got their backs to the camera. Like the acolytes were, and so I think it was Michael Cole that was doing this one. So he's obviously standing in between them, but he's like a step or two back from them. And both acolytes have turned and faced him. And the one that really stood out was, um, 
who'd the rooster interview in this one? Oh, Steve Blackman. Steve. Okay, Steve Blackman. So yeah. that comes later on, but that one really stood out to me because Steve Blackman was f- like the two of them are facing each other. Terry Taylor and Steve Blackman are facing each other. Uh, the framing of the shot was atrocious, and Steve Blackman is pointing at Terry Taylor as if he's looking into a camera that was in Terry Taylor's eyeballs and pointing at him and yelling at Ken Shamrock. But he's looking and pointing at Terry Taylor going, Ken Shamrock, I will face you. And it's like, the camera's over there, pal. Terry Taylor is not Ken Shamrock. All right, we need some testing on these guys. They're all fucked up. (laughs) Shawn Michaels back for one day and nobody knows who anybody is anymore. Jesus Christ. He's passing out that Pez dispenser. Fucking coming through with the uh the baby shit, the baby rattle in there. <laughs> oh my God. So this is uh main event number one of the evening. Okay. Coming to the ring. What the Chef Boyardee commercial? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you know, get, getting uh getting Chefy with it. We also um, got uh we also got a, another commercial for stonecold.com. Oh, we get that a couple times. We get that a couple times. Um, I don't, I don't know what the first thing is. It's like, no something. And then it goes, no bullshit. And it's beeped out. And I'm like, and I'm looking, I'm like, okay, I get it. 99. It's what they were doing. They were being edgy. Um, but if you actually think back, did WWE invent social media? Cause if you look at the bar down the side, like all their wrestlers, all their big wrestlers had their own personal web address. I mean, it all connected back to WWE.com. Uh, but they all had like stonecold.com, the rock.com, undertaker.com. All of them had their own thing. And they all had like personal blogs and personal web videos and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm like, they kind of like were on that, the cusp of starting celebrity social media. Like not like in, it wasn't interactive, but like, and it was all fucking bullshit anyway. They had, they had interns writing the blogs. Steve Austin isn't sitting there going, and then today I went down to the bar with Moolah, <laughs> the fucking chocolate wonderhound, and we drank like 87 Coors Lights. It was awesome. And then I just shot my truck. It's a like 62 Ford pickup. It's basically his podcast. You see what I'm doing. Uh, he's not doing that back then. Uh <laughs> But but like it, it was kind of clever. It, it was definitely kind of clever on their part. Um, but yeah, okay, main event time. Kind yeah, of. main event. Well, first first of three of the night. Jesse, I am really hurting my fucking throat with all these impersonations. <laughs> I gotta stop. Jesse the Body Ventura, the governor, the governor, coming to the ring in a fucking Sears suit right off the rack does not fit for shit. <laughs> Big and tall special. <laughs> So in, in lieu of Secret Service, he had a lot of people in blue jackets around the ring. Maybe uh, that's why his suit didn't fit. He's probably bulletproofed up. Maybe. That's, that, 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 now that actually makes sense. The, the oversized jacket makes sense. Not that, you know, Jesse was a fashion icon. Do you, um, do you know what wasn't bulletproof? This fucking promo. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus the rails. Christ. Immediately. Oh, Immediately. my God. Did you know he was a Navy SEAL? <laughs> By the way? Yep. I heard that. Well, um, if he didn't, you find out about 
84 times? Yep, we get 40 minutes of Navy SEAL talk. Again, this is reason number two that I believe Vince was not here at this show. There's no way, there's no fucking way that this promo starts. Like, that, that they're talking before the show. Right, they're they're at the arena in the afternoon, and and they're going it over with Jesse or on the phone with him with his people because he's meeting with the president. I'm on the president with the cover of L.A. Times, whatever the fuck. But there's no way they're like, all right, Je- Jesse, what what do you think? What are we thinking about saying today? We got to pr- promote SummerSlam. You're going to be a guest referee. I'm going to talk for 47 minutes about being a Navy SEAL, a real Navy SEAL. Fuck Hulk Hogan and his fucking stupid show and hair. All right. Well, I like the I like where you're at with Hogan because WCW, but we're definitely not going to be talking about being a Navy SEAL. Like Vince would never let that go on air. It's just not happening. Like there's no way he was sitting at the back. And even if he was, if he actually was, he would have been in Jerry Lawler's ear saying, "Wrap him the fuck up," or looking at somebody else going, "Hit Triple H's music for the twelfth time tonight. Go, just go. Shut him up. We have he's he climbed a rope ladder." In gym class, apparently, on a boat, and they gave him a round of applause and a gold star and a cookie with his name on it and said, hey, like, what was this promo? It, it started off innocent. He goes, I'm a wrestling champion. Yep. I was the first referee in a main event at SummerSlam. Okay. 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 Yep. You're getting me. You're starting this. And yep. he goes, I'm also a Navy SEAL. Okay, that's and accurate. It was part of his thing. Yeah. After that, he starts talking about how he's good friends with this retired captain and this one. And the, for some reason, the crowd's like, yay, America. Look, it, All was, right. it was 99. Everyone was drunk. <laughs> so so he, he goes, I'm the reason that scumbag Vince isn't here. He did say that. He did say that. Uh, Jerry Lawler looked mortified throughout this entire promo because he looked at him and like you mentioned, he he name dropped, I don't know, somebody I never heard of. Like he's like uh, Captain Murdoch something something. He looks and there's a real awkward pause. And he's like, you know who that is, Jerry King Lawler. He kept calling him like the King Jerry. Fucking talking about him like, and Jerry's like. Absolutely. Can we let's go? Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, oh, I wish there was a girl with tits out right now. <laughs> Isn't that right, Lawler, the Jerry King? Yes, exactly. It's he four words. It. It's four words, and you're just using every combination possible. Kept saying it's so weird. Um yeah, he, he totally takes takes shots at Hulk Hogan for not being in the military. Um and I had to check with you because I didn't know who he was referencing. He says, I'm, I'm the only professional wrestler that is a real Navy SEAL, not like some other fake. And, and what did he say? Bush League haircuts or some shit? Uh, bozo haircut. Bozo so, haircuts. I didn't get it. I didn't know who he was talking about. <sighs> I'm not even 100% that's it, Mike. That's the but, only thing. Like, the doing my I'm looking research. at, yeah. The, what, what I'm looking at here says Hulk Hogan was what he was okay, talking about. So, um but I guess he was referencing the made-for-TV movie uh, Thunder in Paradise. Yeah, so why are you losing your shit over that then? <laughs> he was really upset and really went on a tangent because Hulk Hogan played a Navy SEAL in a TV show. 
Yeah, like nine fucking people watch, Mike. Again, I'm just go back to the old Holden McNeil standard. Fictional characters. These, these are okay. So this is an actor, Terry Bollea, playing a fictional character, Hulk Hogan, who's playing a fictional character, Navy Seal, on a fake TV show. Like, why are you upset? Like, nobody was questioning Jesse Ventura's legitimacy. He just came out real mad. And wouldn't shut up. I'm telling you, if this promo was nowadays, he would be a meme. You know those memes like nobody, absolutely no one, and then you have a picture of Ventura. I'm a Navy SEAL. I'm a Navy SEAL. Yes. Like, no one's saying, okay, good. Thank you. No one's no one's asking about this. Can you tell me how you're gonna rough this main event? Because that's what I care about. I don't care that you jumped a rope or you climbed a rope and you got a headbell salute and yep. all that. He said he climbed a rope on a boat. What? What? <laughs> this it, is not the promo I expected. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I climbed a rope, got a 10 bell salute. <laughs> Fucking follow that, Triple H. <laughs> your move. Yeah. Your, gotcha. Your, your move, Hogan. He's not here. <laughs> yeah. He's not fucking here. I know you like, wow, does he hate Hulk Hogan? Like that, that hater is deep, man. Um, so cute. <laughs> I, I, ran, I ran for governor because I fucking hate Hulk Hogan. Top that. Yeah. Um, oh, they tried. They tried yeah. to top it. Here right, comes there. Triple H. Triple wearing, H China. Uh, wearing his finest uh, Tuesday afternoon. I'm going to happy hour fucking jean shorts. He is dressed so weird in these two two shows. Oh my God. No, is he had it, jeans on this one. This is one of his weird outfits. And, and, here's the thing. The, there's a lot of a lot of clothing changes throughout this because you are thinking correctly because in the next segment when Sean loses his shirt, Triple H has jean shorts on and I thought the same thing. I'm like, wait a minute. He had full jeans on when he was in the ring literally two seconds ago. Did these two just get naked after the fucking promo? What did we miss? Where's our extra attitude for this shit? <laughs> this is what happens when I get to say hello to my friends. <laughs> His friends came, friends came back. And he my friends fucking, are here. I get to wear my best jean shorts. His friend came back and all things went to shit. He lost his number one contendership. It's like your friends don't help you at all. Yeah. You're uh, better off the dude with the thong. At least you're doing shit. This oh fucking god. So he comes out with his jeans, yeah. and he had the t-shirt tucked into the jeans, which is always a good look. And I tried to were tucked into his boots. Yes. Yeah. So he gets in the ring, yeah. and, and I don't understand what this exchange is about. With, with, with fucking Ventura. But Ventura fires back with, you're standing in my country. So, when, when did Triple H turn into a fucking Iraqi sympathizer? Like, what the fuck are we doing? Well, so so Triple H comes out um, and and starts saying things like, like you, you're in my ring. Yeah. And uh, game, your nose to nose. He said nose to nose. I almost pissed myself. Like, <laughs> come on, man. You know what you're doing. And, and, and yeah, Jesse's cause triple H kept saying it's my ring and I'm the game and my friend. Uh, and, uh, and Jesse was like, well, 
might be your ring, but it's my country. My country's bigger than your ring. It was just a dick measuring contest. Like, that's all we were doing here. Jesse was like, I was standing with the president of the United States this morning. And <laughs> what does it's, it's almost like, what a humble brag. <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> yeah. I hung out with the president and he saluted me when I did the rope. There's no way Vince was here. He's sitting, he's broken three TVs during this promo alone. Be like, just talk about the goddamn pay-per-view. You haven't mentioned SummerSlam once. Nobody gives a fuck about your Navy SEAL record. And Triple H, would you stop talking about noses and dicks? Just sell the promo, you fucks. God, don't don't sneeze. Don't sneeze. (laughs) So this happens. And you think you think what else what else would make this promo good? What could we add to this? Mm-hmm. Where's the salt and pepper on top of this shepherd's pie of fucking nonsense? Fucking Shawn Michaels comes up. Yes, he does. <laughs> Fully clothed at this point. Yes, he is with a jacket Just and everything. Screwing his left cheek on his way to the ring. <laughs> and I I still, I watch this eight times, Mike, and I don't understand what is happening in this well, thing. Well, you see, Sean brought Triple H into this world like a father, you could say. And you got, Triple H apparently had a glare in his stare, and he's a poet and didn't know it. Oh. <laughs> It's just the worst segment ever. Shawn Michaels goes green eggs and ham. <laughs> thing. And he forgets his uh, life. He forgets oh, completely. Life. He, com- he didn't know how to say World Wrestling Federation. Like, that's the fucked up thing. Like, Je- Jesse Ventura talked apparently, uh, surprisingly, coherently for 47 minutes straight about being a Navy SEAL. Shawn Michaels comes out. Two seconds in, forgets what company he works for. <laughs> the world wow was serene. The right. world ra- 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 uh, oh, hang, on, hang on a second. <laughs> oh, world Wrestling Federation. <laughs> like he he looked for Jesse for help. Like what wrestling, right? And look, we all forget our lines sometimes, but holy shit, man. It's just it's like let's pile more shit on top of this. So we even got to the douchiest part of this yet, where he pulls Michaels aside and he goes, "We're talking politics here." Politics, pieces of shit. Fuck you. I'm a Navy SEAL. I'm a governor. <laughs> Fuck you, Hogan. So, uh, <laughs> he's stuck here. Hulk Hogan's not doesn't work here. Stop it. Um, so so yeah, so so Sean gets in Triple H's face, tells him to get the glare out of his stare and his beak out of his cheeks and whatever the fuck else he says. It's cute poetry. Um and <laughs> Triple H shoves him. Get your cock out of my block. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so Triple H shoves him and <laughs> Sean pops off his jacket. <laughs> Big sweaty wad of like envelope with bills hanging out of it. Like apparently Sean's on a cash deal. 
falls out. Like, that's all I noticed. I'm like, oh, my God, dude. Really? Your, your pay is in your... Come on, man. Because <laughs> nobody... No no human being carries money that way. <laughs> Altoids everywhere. <laughs> oh, yeah. Exactly. Altoids. Winter fresh. And... Uh, so they, they, they start the, uh, the oh, I'm going to fight you. I'm going to fight you. Put up your dukes. I got not dukes, son. And, and then Jesse yeah, pulls him over the corner. We're going to talk politics for a second here. Blah, 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 blah. Your back's still hurt? Okay, good. Yeah, we're not going to do this. <laughs> you also hear Sean go, you are a Navy SEAL. <laughs> the funny thing is, I don't know if you're joking or not. <laughs> so they do the politics thing. So <laughs> Was that a spit take? Just, Almost. Oh my god! My, it's like in my nose now. You gotta hit that spit. <laughs> oh my god! So they're talking politics. Yeah. And they, they, they their their great decision is a triple threat match. Yep. Undertaker, Triple H, Steve Austin. Yep. And that's the bottom line because the governor is a Navy SEAL. So Jesse gets out of the ring. Sean, no. <laughs> Sean, Sean, I forgot about this. Too. Jesus Christ. Sean, how, long was this, how long was the segment? 87 hours. God. I, I, I think I started on Tuesday. Um, so Sean won't get out of the ring. Jesse's already on the floor. Jesse literally takes Sean's jacket and like like shakes it out gets it ready for him like he's gonna like he's taking him to the prom and he's like sean he keeps yelling sean come on sean come on let's go and sean's sitting there just waving to people like fucking miss america on a float hello 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 good to see you and he's like sean let's go and finally sean gets out of the fucking ring and just it's a mess Oh Christ! With that man, that was good shit. That was good and, shit, pal. <laughs> and this is also the last time we see Sean with a shirt on. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, all right. So, so that happened. Oh, he wanted to hit my music. Um, he did that bit. He got his shit in. Good for him. <laughs> um, we get a promo for a new show coming to network TV Smackdown the world's greatest soap opera is coming to network TV Smackdown that's actually a quote from the promo yeah. <laughs> I wonder if the show is going to make it I don't know I think it might have legs first episode's a doozy though um, and then we cut to a pre-tape earlier today uh, D'Lo Brown and Mark Henry are jogging down some random ass street. Okay, look, am I the only one that figured out that they're in the parking lot of the fucking arena? <laughs> <laughs> There's snakes back there. I can't take a piss there. Mark has to take a piss. I gotta do a massive number one, dude. It's like it's like all right, we're going to woods. Like uh, D'Lo Brown explained to Mark Henry how to pee. This is 1999 <laughs> wrestling. I gotta, I gotta go to the bathroom. All right, well, jog over there. Oh, there's snakes in the woods. There's a snake in my boots. What the <laughs> fuck is going on here? This is Anywho, the, 
the same Mark Henry that like seven months ago got blown by a transvestite. Seriously, he doesn't give a shit. Yeah, <laughs> dirty bitch. Um, so, Mark, not the transvestite. Um, so, is what I took away from this segment. Because I remember it, and even watching it back, they're making D'Lo Brown out to be the weird one in this situation. Let me paint a picture for you. These people, pro wrestlers, are athletes. Why is the guy encouraging jogging and calisthenics the weird one and the one who wants a bucket of fried chicken with extra sauce and gravy and make sure you double up on the skins is the fucking normal one? Oh, can you just like, I don't know, I'm going to go to sleep. Can you just slide some butter down my throat, rub rub my neck to swallow? (laughs) Like, that's the normal one. D'Lo, who's like, I don't want my friend to die of a heart attack at 22. It's the weird one. Got some butter or something? No, here's some vegetables and an energy drink. Go. Exercise isn't cool. Well, first of all, D'Lo is a horrible personal trainer. That is a terrible mix. Here's some broccoli and a fucking jolt cola. (laughs) What? (laughs) It's a peanut butter sandwich and some cocaine. Go for it, pal. (laughs) Got some salt butter or something? No, I don't. But here's a Red Bull. (laughs) What? (laughs) <laughs> uh, so so the whole thing is just to get us to Jeff Jarrett. Um who pulls up in a fucking <laughs> Jeff Jarrett and Deborah pull up in their rental car, which happens to be mic'd better than anything in the world. You hear every word they're saying. Like we're filming from Mark Henry's dick in the woods, and I hear everything Deborah is saying. Jeff jumps out. And, and like throws a trash can at Delo, like one of those fifty gallon drum trash cans, and just throws it at him, throws him into a tree. It's a shitty fight, and Deborah's just sitting there playing, playing, you know, the woman in wrestling. Oh, Jeff, stop! Get in the car! Oh, stop beating the man on the side of the road. This is a crime, by the way. They're just a state. Yeah, what are you doing? They just pulled up and assaulted a human being on the side of the road, wrestling or not. Like, is anybody looking at this shit? No. Okay, fine. All right, cool. So uh, they get in and then peel off in their their white town car. Um, and, you hear, and you hear Deborah say, this is why Austin doesn't want to work with you, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one person in that car Steve Austin wants to punch. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. Yep. So, All right. <laughs> so, uh, it's the first. It's the first time I didn't make a joke. <laughs> you beat me. No, to, you beat me to the punch. It's a, it's a thinker. It's, it's a thinker. <laughs> <laughs> Those types of jokes are, are thinkers. They they hit they hit you in five minutes. Oh, it's God. good. <laughs> you know. Like Tebra, if she if the coffee was cold. <laughs> you gotta drink your tea before it gets frozen. Von Fr- what was it? Freezing McFrozen? Fr- I don't know. Ch- chili McDickbag. I don't know. <laughs> <sighs> 
and we've secured us the fact that we will never do the Steve Austin podcast. <clears throat> All right, cool. We just make friends. Funny. I love hitting women. Allegedly. <laughs> two, two, two guys watching wrestling. We make friends. <laughs> <laughs> we can't just say goodbye to our friends. Uh, so we cut back to the arena, and it's Jeff Jarrett versus Val Venus. Uh, the whole thing was just to to get over the fact that we were going to see D'Lo, who's the Intercontinental Champion, versus Jeff at SummerSlam. Um, Deborah does the worst job at distracting someone, therefore Jeff loses. Um, <clears throat> and Val makes the save, and yeah, Jr. calls the porn star a gentleman. Well... <laughs> JR is having a lot of issues during this match. Um, he's, he's, he's getting news in his ear. Uh, again, not a lot of this seems very planned out because he's sitting there like, I, I, I'm getting some disturbing news in my ear. I, 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 I don't. He's acting as if he can't hear what the person's saying when he should be acting as if he doesn't have confirmed data or it's too graphic to talk about. It's like, uh, I'm, I'm not sure, not sure, but I'm getting news. I'm, get, I'm getting, some, it's as if like, you know, space is trying to contact him. Like, that's what I'm picturing in his head, the way he's describing it. And then King doesn't help matters by saying, I'm not hearing anything. God damn it. <laughs> of so, course you're not. Of course you're not. So I love JR. I love JR and the King. Of course. But for doing this for six months, I think I'm going to have fatigue at some point with the two of them. Well, I can't wait because the last season when I got too beat up on Taz, it turned into a gimmick. <laughs> I, I oh God, like I can, I can see a tech. <laughs> the King's daycare. Jesus we Christ. get Taco Bell's and hand jobs. <laughs> um, I think you just taught my Deborah joke. <clears throat> so yeah, J- Jared's yelling at Deborah, and Val Venus makes us. It's weird. Anyway, it doesn't really matter because we're just trying to get to the next segment which is uh, Steve Austin is laid out cold in a stairwell. Uh, there is a broken cinder block near his head. <laughs> and uh, overwalks, right before we cut the commercial, overwalks Triple H going, what So now the mystery as we go to commercial break. Who hit Steve Austin with a cinder block? Was it Triple H? Was it Shawn Michaels? Was it Jesse Ventura? Was it 1986 Denver Broncos? We'll find out after this break. And... <laughs> We come back and Sean's naked. This is a choice. This is a choice because the last time we shot, saw Sean, he was leaving, holding his jacket and wearing his shirt. Now we come back and Triple H is wearing shorts that he wasn't wearing before. Jean shorts, not even like like workout shorts, like basketball shorts. That was like, I'm wearing these over my jocks because it's weird to have my cock out around these people. But no, no, like a second pair of pants he brought with him to change for this segment. Sean, yes, chose to take off his shirt and strap on his blazer again. 
and he has it buttoned <laughs> as if it's proper. This this whole wardrobe thing is like those cutscenes in the first like SmackDown video game. You're talking in the back. <laughs> you hit X, and then you're in the ring in a completely different outfit. <clears throat> so, so they're at the ambulance. Yep. The Triple H is doing the what happened? Well, I don't know. I was just talking to you, my friend. My friend. <laughs> I, just want, I wanted to make sure I saw you before I didn't get to say goodbye to you again. <laughs> John Michael's like, I know you did it. I have no proof. Murderer. Tell us what you know, you fucking liar. <laughs> murdering, goddamn murdering murderers. <laughs> so Matlock goes to the ring shirtless because he's got, he's got all the proof. The Triple H did this. He comes to the ring, and there's no theme music no. because this is real. Oh yeah, we're shooting. Okay. We're shooting. So no theme music. Fucking shoot, Jr. We're gonna shoot. <laughs> there's no theme music because it's real, but a real person would have a shirt on. <laughs> so the continuity's gone <laughs> right from the fucking jump here. Yep. He comes. He comes out there saying, I know you did this, but ba, ba, ba. Triple H comes out with his jean shorts that we talked about after he was just in his tights. Yeah. Yeah. He's all over the place. It's, it's fucking crazy. And then we, turn, it turns into you hit him. No, I fucking didn't. Oh yeah. You're fighting for your number one contendership. <laughs> if you just admit you did it, I'll let it go. But since you're lying to me. I'm going to punish you. Uh, Sean plays every parent ever. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Sean's like, okay. So, you're not going to admit to doing something I know you did. Triple H, I didn't do it. I was with you. You literally are my alibi. He's like, okay, cool, bro. You're going you're gonna to fight not only uh, Undertaker. Am I right? You're going to fight. You're going to give up your number one contendership uh, in a triple threat match against the Undertaker and... China. Triple H responds with, but she's a woman. <laughs> yep. Ah, it was a different time. The treatment of women was horrible. <laughs> when he said it to her, he gave her like an elbow, like, yeah, you're just a woman, right? Hey. Hey, look at this dizzy dame over here. She can't fight for shit. Go get me a scotch. Basically, he did everything except tap her on the ass. China wanted me to take her somewhere she'd never been before. I said, go to the kitchen. (laughs) Oh, Christ. We've gone full Rodney. (laughs) So, so yeah, so China gets pissed off because Triple H equates her to just a woman. And uh, and as we know from her theme song, you don't treat her like a woman. You don't treat her like a man. Just treat me for who I am. Epic, epic lyrics. Uh, <laughs> it speaks to me right now. Hits me right in the soft spots. And um, I'm going to treat you like a woman, but you're going to have a manager called Miss Kitty who's going to fucking beaver hanging out everywhere. Preference. <laughs> Look, things get weird. <laughs> We're 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 not even like at the end of August yet. Mistakes were made. <laughs> <laughs> not everybody's proud of them, but you know, 
we all got that moment at the end of the year where we all looked at our TV and go, hey, look, bare tits. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Miss Katie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We do cover the fucking pool match. We get to cover that? Yeah, we do. Oh, fuck. That is... Oh, that's going to be a tough one to get through. <laughs> There's a lot wrong with it. Oh, my God. Okay, so we go, we come back, and uh, China and Triple H are arguing in the back. And here's our tag team title match, X-Pac and Kane versus the Acolytes. Um, I you, found, uh, Mike, what did you think of the wood paneling they had in the back? It looked like the side of a fucking station wagon. It was very, uh, how do I put this? It was very temporary. <laughs> Like I never understood that they, uh, whatever. What were they? I'm sure, I'm sure there's some poor production assistant. Everything else, they were out of it. Like, hey, you know what? We're out of everything else. Put some wood paneling from 1977 up. Well, the weird thing is they filmed this shit in locker rooms, and you know, some poor production assistant was just like, "I'm gonna gussy this up. I'm gonna earn my paycheck this week. I travel from town to town with this box of weird shit. Here's a FICA and some fucking paneling." This is an office now. And then Vince throws a coffee in his face. Um, a throwback to the Saturday night's main events that every interview had that payphone to nowhere in the background. <laughs> it's definitely what it was. Just a, just a rogue ficus hanging out in the United Center. <laughs> you know, they left a, a few behind once in a while. The Penguins would show up for their next game. Like, what the fuck is all this shit? Uh, wrestling was here this week. Oh, God, I hate those guys. I'm allergic to FICA. <laughs> Why is there a gooey fist? <laughs> uh, oh, no, that's mounted on Vince's wall next to the dinosaur head. <laughs> that's actual placenta. What? I'm a billionaire, damn it. I can have things. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> So, uh, another takeaway from the Xbox Kane Acolytes match, uh, right off the bat, JR was oddly confused that they did a mashup of Kane and DX music. Like, it really took him back because it was like Kane's music starts and he's like, oh, he's all in. He's like, all right, here we go. Kane and Xbox are coming. All of a sudden, it, the, it went bang and slammed into Xbox. And it was actually a pretty good transition. Like, musically, it was actually a really good cut. And then, but when it happened, JR just like had a fucking aneurysm. He's like, what the hell is this? <laughs> What's this goddamn rock and roll? <laughs> it's like, dude, you literally just said Kane and X-Pac are coming out. Why are you surprised that his music's playing right now? <laughs> and it took him like the acolytes were coming down. He was still kind of flustered a little bit. That he's just like, oh, I don't know. I mixed that up like coleslaw. <laughs> I love barbecue. So he, he was figuring it out, but then he got thrown for a second loop and they did the fireworks. <laughs> like he's never seen fireworks before. He's all over the place tonight. Jared's having another bad night. Um, Jesus. Yeah. So oh, we got new champs on this one, right? This is the one where they win. Yeah, we get uh, we get new champs, but most importantly, we get Xbox. First, real words. Ah, uh, Canes. Oh, yeah, Canes. Um, yeah, Road Dog. I'm going with was high. 
because he missed his cue by like eight hours. Well, Shawn Michaels is here. So it's it's a Shawn night. So we're having a lot of fun. It's a party time. So everyone's a little slower on the uptick. So they get in the ring after they win. It, it was a match. It was a good match. You know, was, I, I have no complaints about the match. Uh, new champs, X-Pac and Kane. And they get in the ring to celebrate. And X-Pac has the mic. And before X-Pac said his first word of his promo, Road Dog had already done a little dance and struck a pose, holding the uh, Kane's uh, voice box in front of his face for what seemed like an eternity. Like he just sat there like a statue stage freeze <laughs> with the fucking kazoo and X-Pac goes through the whole rigmarole and yeah, and we're the champs. And this is a God damn pleasure to perform in front of you. And now someone is going to say two words that nobody's ever blah, 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 blah. It's like, Oh my God, I get it. Kane's going to say, suck it. Just do it. So, Turns goes Kane has two words for you. Road Dog is falling asleep. He's still holding the thing. He's asleep. He's asleep standing up, holding the thing. He has, he has Sean's shirt on at the time. <laughs> That's where it went. They traded shirts. It's a goof. <laughs> no, no, it'll be hilarious. No one will notice. <laughs> so Kane's in here. No one will notice. Kane, who's the only sober one of the ring in the moment, grabs the fucking uh the voice box and the mic and, and Xbox holding the microphone and Kane throws the voice box up his neck and Xbox. No, man, you don't need that. Use your words, man. <sighs> and like the baby Jesus, Kane rises up and says, suck it in his own kind of voice. And it sounds exactly like the voice box that he used last week. Also, it sounds. <laughs> uh huh. It also sounds like Sunny. Everything sounds like Sunny. Suck it. <laughs> Not doing it. So, <laughs> so like, of course, King and Jr. oversell the shit out of it. Oh my God! His first words. His first words. Like literally, like, like. I don't know. I get it. It was a moment. They were trying to make something out of it. But, you know, it doesn't last too fucking long because Big Show and Undertaker are here again. And uh, they come down and uh, they beat the shit out of the good guys. And uh, they're obviously setting up something for SummerSlam at this point. Right? Is that what that's where we're leading to? Yeah. And we, we hear the whole time about how evil the Undertaker is evil. for this. He's the shenanigans. He is the personification of evil. You know what's the personification of evil? Big Show's little thong number he's wearing. It's really bothering me. It's really up his ass, too. But speaking of thongs, we got a GTV clip. This time, it wasn't a cut-in. It wasn't like hijacking the airwaves. JR actually sets it up. We've, We've got footage from the good people at GTV, as if they're a fucking news station now. What is this gimmick? He, that's how he worded it. Uh, the, the folks over at GTV have sent us some footage here, and uh, we'll just we'll we'll take a look. Uh, 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 gold dust to you. Oh shit, we're not supposed to do that. God damn it. So anyway, GTV cuts in, and it's uh, Billy Gunn at a uh, rub and tug, and he's like, uh, he just pulls his pants down and asses in the air, and 
he asked the lady what the uh, the, the salad the salad that's right he goes what's with the salad and she goes well those are special Asian massage herbal things why is my phone picking this up oh salad no I don't want any salad phone thank you very much no I don't want a hand job either but I'm good you, you may want to clear your history by the <laughs> uh, your door. Christ, I'm already banned from Facebook because of this show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, so yes, yeah, so, so she's like, it's some special Asian massage herbs, and he's like, well, you know where to stick that shit, <laughs> his ass. So. She starts strapping on rubber gloves. She's like, what do you need those gloves for? And she delivers one of the worst lines ever. Um, my hands are not worthy enough to gaze and touch upon your, I don't know what analogy. It's, it's gross. It's just gross. She says basically she's not good enough to touch his ass or to dig in his ass or I don't know. But she rubs some leaves on his ass. I Look. That that's not how those places work. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that right now. That, that's 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 not what they they don't have like salad. <laughs> you you are the salad. <laughs> so hold on, I, I can't get a Caesar salad shoved up my ass. <laughs> no, uh, no, no. The only way to do it is if you bring your own and then you negotiate a price for insertion. That that's how that hell works. You have to bring your own romaine. Uh, mix it up with your own your own croutons, and, and then you have to be like, all right, well, I brought my own tongs too because you know COVID. Um, so can you like just kind of uh, ram it up? Because I'm trying to eat healthier. So <laughs> I can, I'm can imagine that milk. being uh, Mike. I can imagine this being a poll on some uh, food website. What salad would you like shoved up your ass? <laughs> a chef, a cob, Caesar. What's the upcharge for that? <laughs> I get a Groupon. <laughs> <laughs> Phil from Andover has an idea. So, <laughs> so yeah. So, so Billy Gunn immediately when he's getting the uh, the herbs rubbed on his butt uh, starts saying, "Ooh, that's like stinging and itching," and like immediately, fucking immediately. Look, I'm allergic to poison ivy. It's the one thing I'm allergic to. It doesn't work that fucking quick. Okay, but I get it. TV show. I, I I hate trying to bring reality into this fucking it's thing. It's Asian poison ivy, though. Yeah, sure, whatever. The Rock can't even say it correctly. <laughs> they they really over gussy that one up. The um, poison ivy came from China. <laughs> stop you right there. <laughs> stop you right there. <laughs> we still have a few listeners. <clears throat> so. Next matchup, uh, it's just a weird combo of whoever the fuck is left on the show. Joey Ab, Steve Blackman, Test, and Ken Shamrock with Shane McMahon on commentary. Mr. New YouTube himself is back to show us. Uh, to, I don't know. He, Shane is very hyperactive. Like, I forgot how, like, hyper he, he really is. Like, he just he can't sit still type of thing. Like, you, you watch him, and he's like, just. Like a, I don't know, like a, a ferret or something. I don't know. What's, what's an annoying little It started animal? when he put the headset on. He's like, whoa, that's too loud. Whoa. That's, that's right. That, that was what it was. The the headsets were way too loud. Uh, and he goes, let's turn those down. Like, he goes, whoa, those are loud. Let's turn those down. And then the very first thing he does 
after turning down his headphones is scream as loud as he can into the mic. Hey, Kang! It's like, what? Shawn Michaels night, man. Shawn Michaels night. He's here. He's shirtless. He's spreading the joy around backstage. Everyone's everyone's in. Everyone's amped up. All right. Shawn Michaels appreciation. Man. Yeah, exactly. Everyone gets a Tweety Bird Pez dispenser. Um. So. Yes, yeah, so uh, Test Rock teaming up against uh, Black Abs. Nope. That's no. not the name. Nope. Um, all right. Well, Steve Blackman and Joey Abs. Yeah, we're not even going to go down that one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Steve. Uh, Steve, we're going to call him at this point. I think, we, I, th- I think we're allowed to call him Steve. Steve takes out his kendo stick. Uh, uh, but, you know, he gets beat up and thrown over the announce table. Uh, Tess does the ugliest uh, pump handle slam to Joey Abs ever. Yeah. Like he it was, it like he's bad. never done it. It was really bad. Like uh, like yeah. both of them. Like Tess looked looked like he didn't know how to like put the whole thing together. Like the arm between the legs, and yeah, he didn't do the road dog butt fucking thing. But I don't think that's necessary for the move. And then when he tried to hoist him up, <laughs> Joey Habs just looked like he was sandbagging the shit out of him. I don't know if he knew what he was doing, but the whole thing was clunky as fuck. Um, <sighs> After the match, uh, Test busts up Joey Ab's ankle with a chair. And I guess, I, I don't know, I haven't been keeping score, but I guess that's the last of the Mean Street posse that was standing between Test and Shane. Yep, that's it. So now now it's strictly, there's no one separating them now. We are, Andrew is doing what he wants to do to get one step closer to being with Stephanie. Uh-huh. It's a true love. It's a true love story. Uh, I'm going to beat the shit out of all your brother's friends. Well, we get get more of Andrew in a minute. uh, But first, we get Billy Gunn running back, throwing Terry Runnels basically across the goddamn hallway. Like, holy shit, I'm pretty sure he gave her a concussion. And then drops his pants. (laughs) Another miscarriage. (laughs) There was that. And then pulls down his pants in front of, uh, what was it, Jen, the makeup girl, and is like, why is my ass all red? And she's just like, this isn't my job. <laughs> this, this is not my job. I'm not, I'm not a doctor or your therapist. Like, you need to get the fuck away from me, Mr. Bum. <laughs> so, nevertheless, she says poison ivy, and, and he goes, what am I, running through the woods with my ass out? That's not happening. And then he takes off. Oh, Very fucking Sean Michaels night. Sean <laughs> Michaels night. Like so fucking Catalina wine mixer. <laughs> <laughs> it's the fucking Catalina wine mixer. <laughs> it's the fucking Sean Michaels appreciation night. I want to make bank, bro. I want to lose my shirt and get ass. <laughs> Pow! Pow! <laughs> So, uh, so test is all fucking fired up for this next interview. This is another one that's filmed extremely poorly. Uh, and test basically is, has his back to the camera again, and he's looking directly at Michael Cole. Who's, uh, it's just poorly shot uh, again. I don't think Vince was here, uh, but Shawn Michaels definitely was. And Vi- and test 
cannot get his words out. He like he was going well. He was going well for a minute, and then he just kind of hit a, a verbal w- roadblock, kind of like I just did. And he just he did his best. He but you could tell he knew he fucked up, and he just like yelled the last three words. And Blackman did the same thing earlier, where he 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 had the trouble getting his words out, and he stumbled, stumbled, stumbled. And he's like, SummerSlam! And it's like, oh my god. These guys are so pressured to just sell this fucking show, and everyone's giving them way too many words. Um, Pressure's on because oh, you know why I, I didn't sell it earlier. <laughs> you know why? You know why I remember these two being so close together because they were they were back to back. This was the part where Test fucks up the bad promo, and then we double down with Steve uh, talking with the rooster. <laughs> <laughs> and he's doing another just terribly shot promo and he just starts screaming about weapons and cages and I don't know. I'm sure Ken Shamrock understands what he's saying, but I just did not. Uh, basically, he wants to do a Thunderdome thing, uh, which I'm cool with. Not the stupid Skype arena, but the actual Thunderdome <laughs> from Mad Max. Um, <clears throat> anyway. Did you notice that Test used Biatch? That was it. That was that was the that was the point where he really fucked up. You could see that he yeah. he had something else in his in his mind that he wanted to say, but he really his 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 mouth and brain just stopped communicating. I think it was because he was hyperventilating because he turned a weird shade of pinkish purple in the middle of the promo. He's like, biatch. I was like, what the fuck yeah. was that? Like, like, oh, I beat up a fat ass peak ass and yep. uh, biatch. <laughs> that biatch rodney oh fat ass peak ass was where he fucked himself up he was yeah it's just like oh my god and then yeah he said it's talking all day all day fat that ass, was, that, all day that was, that was like he felt really strong about that one and it fucked him up <laughs> And he couldn't get out the rest of his goddamn promos. He started yelling, and the veins in his neck were like really popping to the point it was like, oh, someone needs to check on Andrew. He was trying to rhyme Rodney, and it came out biatch. Biatch. And he's like, and I'll see you Sunday at Severson, big brother. It's like, what the fuck? Shawn Michaels night, everybody. Fucking Catalina Wine Mixer. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Rock comes out uh, in a tank top. <laughs> the right. outfits tonight. The outfits. Nobody. Where is Vince? Who's got control of the show? <laughs> Everyone. This is literally like from Big Daddy when the kid picks his own clothes. <laughs> People talk about all the time what happens when Vince dies. Just watch these two weeks. <laughs> these two <laughs> weeks. This is what's going to happen. What do you have for breakfast? Lasagna. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> 32 packets of ketchup. Can we get the kids a fucking ketchup? Oh, Everyone Scoop is Steve's going to be the next champ. Seriously, he's the next champ. Uh, so The Rock comes out. Honestly, I don't remember what The Rock was talking about. I'm sure Big Show this or Undertaker that. It didn't really fucking matter. The Millennium Clock, which at last week we checked was at 300 and something hours is at zero because Steiner math. <laughs> it was set to go off in 2005. <laughs> we just kind of, you know, let's wrap this up. 
two two weeks ago. It's supposed to go off in 2005. Oh and then the show opens. Yeah, bro, we need a quarter hour for 9.15. Oh Fix the clock. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And, I mean, the moment is just, it's iconic. The pop is iconic. Jericho's introduction to WWF. Um, here's the funny thing. I knew of Chris Jericho. Um, not like I didn't follow his career. I wasn't one of those guys who flipped back and forth. I was a WWF guy. I did, so I didn't like watch Nitro. Like if something really big happened, I might catch the midnight replay of Nitro, but it was rare that I would do that. Um, but I knew of the, the wrestler, Chris Jericho, not enough to like care but you know, there's a name. And then like the week before on, on the late nineties version of the internet, uh, I do remember there being a bit of talk about, Oh, Jericho is, is going to jump his contracts up and blah, 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 blah. And so people were ready for this. Like you could, I mean, there was a shitload of Raw's Jericho signs already in the crowd. Uh, people were like, they, they knew who the fuck he was. Like, I think a lot more people, like, I think I was, looking back on this moment made me think, I think I'm the weird one who doesn't watch both shows because that's not, that's not a fake pop. That's not a fucking, it wasn't sweetened up. It wasn't audio tweaked or anything like that was a real goddamn reaction from the crowd in Chicago. And it was loud as fuck. Um, they knew he, who he was, they were expecting it to be him and they couldn't have been happier. Um, now this leads into kind of a good debate. Uh-huh. So the promo happened, iconic promo, like you mentioned, yep. with The Rock. His first interaction with someone is The Rock. Correct. The Rock gets the last word on him. Of course he does. So I get it. Face, got it. I get all that. Right. If this happened in modern time. Yeah. This would be considered a burial of a um, new character. Modern fans do consider this moment a burial. I don't. I don't at all. Um, but mod- I've seen people talk about this moment, and people have debated, like, The Rock buried Chris Jericho. And I'm like, you don't understand wrestling. <laughs> he didn't. This is the First of all, this is the character. Jericho came in, and the character that they gave him right off the bat is the shitty heel. He's the chicken shit heel. Like you look at the facial expressions that he's making, even though he said he's regretted them since some of them, because he was really over the top on them. But this goes, this leads into him and Howard Finkel and all the the shenanigans that happens there. Jericho was the sneaky, shitty heel, and The Rock was becoming the man. So people look at stuff like this as burial. Your first day you're feeding the rock on some of the most popular catchphrases in wrestling at that time. Plain and simple. What's your name? It doesn't matter what your name is. Everybody pop for that shit. Like, I don't go like, listen to the crowd, go back and watch the show. People were into it and nobody gave a fuck who got the last word or what the rock was saying. It didn't matter. Chris Jericho's here in the company. That's what, now, granted you can make arguments for how this, for how his first year played out wasn't great but 
his first two nights in the company, this this show here and next week's show, the first two people in the company that Chris Jericho interact with is The Rock and The Undertaker. They're not trying to bury Chris Jericho. <laughs> They're just not. I don't believe that for one second. He was a big deal in the middle of the Monday Night War, and getting him was a big deal, and they made it a big deal. You yep. know, you know who they buried? They buried the public enemy. That's who they buried. Okay, public enemy came over from WCW, and the acolytes murdered them on live television. <laughs> so, to kind of put a bow on that, because I agree with everything you said wholeheartedly. But if you look at long range, Jericho ended up the winner in this thing because he beat The Rock to become the first undisputed champion. So, and well, that he, even I think that even, night he beat The Rock, at, Austin, and Triple H in one night. Rock and Austin, he just Rock and Austin. Yeah. So it even was talked about during that the invasion angle and lead it up into the Vengeance pay per view. He referenced his debut. And what The Rock did to him. So there was long-term booking with that. It seems like, I, I like Jericho. He's one of my all-time favorites and all that. But when he talks about this debut in interviews and whatnot, I don't think he's giving it the justice. Well, he, I think he's doing it because how he's with AEW now yes. and things like that. Ger- so. Jericho is um, one of the best at what he does. Um, and that includes everything that includes the, you know, how he, how he talk how he talks and what he says is always calculated. doesn't matter how genuine it sounds. He knows exactly what he's, what, where he's taking this conversation. So if he's doing his podcast and now he's with AEW, he's going to go back and he's going to have AEW rose colored glasses on when he looks back at his WWF days, even though he knows that it's like the, the stuff you want to listen to, is the like any podcasts or any interviews Jericho did right around the first Kenny Omega Japan match because AEW wasn't a thing yet and he had just finished up that run with WWE and everyone was still cool at that time and that's some of his most honest shit. Like, oh, yeah, Vince wished me luck when I went to Japan and blah, blah, blah. And we're still buddies. And I text him every day. And all of a sudden, he signs with new, with uh, AEW. And that becomes a thing. And it's like, oh, Vince hates me and blah, blah, blah. And they're whitewashing me from the show. It's like, come on, man. They're really not. They're not going to promote you because you're on the other show. That's, there's, that's common sense. You know what I mean? That, that's, you know, that's just common sense. You don't promote the other show. Um, but... Yeah, it it's uh it's very calculated what he says. So looking back on it, come on. There's very few debuts. Like when you think of like big time debuts, everyone mentions this one. Doesn't matter if you're top top ten debut, top five debut, blah 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 blah. No matter what you're talking about. If they're talking about debuts, people will bring this one up. It's still important. And I don't believe he does. He discounts that in his actual brain and heart. And he, he shouldn't. I mean, it's, it's amazing that we're 22 years after the fact. And right. obviously we're talking about it cause we're covering it, but right. you took, you look at, like you said, any top tens, you know, top fives, whatever, right. This is still talked about because yeah. of the whole ball of wax with it. 
the interaction with the rock, the crowd pop, the, the, the music, his theme music. I mean, I think everyone who created a character in WrestleMania 2000 for NES or as, as, uh, Nintendo 64 yeah. used this as their create a character theme song. Like yeah. everyone loved Jericho at this point in time. And for, for anyone to think otherwise is foolish. Well, yeah, I mean, he he was the he was the the shiny new toy on Christmas morning. Like, you know, we we had we we've we've played with the DX toys and we've had the Undertaker toy and Steve Austin toy. We've played with that one. This is a brand new toy from another company. That's I mean, everything kind of all the chips lined up in perfect order for this to happen. Yeah, cool cool song, really cool video. The moment happened, the countdown hit that, the fireworks went off at the right every part of this debut worked for a iconic debut moment um and because chris jericho is chris jericho and he's like i said one of the best at what he does it all worked like this could have fell flat if the if the performer came out and you know cut a promo like we just talked about tester blackman doing you can't do those but jericho is one of the best at what he does so when he turned around and started talking he didn't miss a fucking beat he ran all his words down gave it back to the rock rock does his shit jericho feeds back into it rock it doesn't matter jericho does the mugging it all just worked and it worked because all the pieces in it worked all the people involved in it worked they had to bring the rock out here because the rock is the guy you know, and and also because The Rock wasn't in the main event of SummerSlam. If The Rock was in the main event of SummerSlam, they might have had a problem with this because they would have had to put somebody else in that spot. Like they didn't put Austin in that spot, so they put The Rock. Also because it wasn't a physic a physical thing. So okay, The Rock is like our our fucking. He's on the rise. He's getting. He's becoming like we said, peak Rock. He's in that. Fr- and plus, he has the catchphrases. He can go tit for tat with this promo shit. All right, Jericho's a talker. Bring him on out. Let him cut a fucking badass promo. And he did. He dropped all of it. And the, and the funny thing is, say what you will, but all the shit he dropped on this fucking opening promo, day one WWF, he used for the next 20 years. Y2J was still on his trunks when he left WWE. Raw as Jericho was still a t-shirt. Uh, fucking the Ayatollah of rock and roll, still a phrase he uses, I think, to this day. I don't know. I haven't watched AEW in forever, but I'm pretty sure it's to this day. Again, another Mad Max reference. Nobody gives the Road Warrior credit for that one. Um, you know, all that shit in the promo, he kept for 20 years. So this really was who Chris Jericho was, even though he reinvented himself many times over throughout his 20 years in WWE. This was the core of it where it started here and yeah I, I i think it's it's one of the most uh one of the most important promos uh and and impactful debuts ever my opinion anyway yep i agree heartily um with all that and it's interesting too his next promo which we'll get to in a few hours yeah uh, and i know but right? the one, the one at SummerSlam we're going to cover on the next episode. I mean, they line him up with three iconic people, mm-hmm. three of the best talkers on there. And what you said makes perfect sense. There was no one else he could go face-to-face with in a debut other than The Rock. It wouldn't have worked with Austin. Right. What other face could he have done it with on his debut? 
And and it's like people thinking that The Rock, again, going back to the people thinking The Rock was burying him. Again, I think that's modern fans looking back. I don't think anybody in 1999 thought that. Everyone in 99 was super excited. I remember watching it live being like, that's fucking, that's one of the best things I ever watched. That was awesome. That Every part of it, like when his name hit the screen for the first time, you got fucking goosebumps. It was like, that is fucking awesome. Great debut. Um, but you look at it and it's like, well, you think you fast forward hmm, few what 2002, 2003, I forget what year it was. Another big name debuted in WWE who had never been there before. Goldberg. Who did he come out and face? Oh, The Rock. Yeah, The Rock's not into burying people. Like again, I I just it's he The Rock I think is one of those one of those guys and yeah uh, if it happened it happened I'm sure I'm sure he had his his political moments backstage but I also think The Rock seems like he was a confident enough performer in his own shit that he wasn't terribly worried about that stuff it's like dude I'm on I'm on the I'm going up on the roller coaster we haven't come down yet we haven't even hit the peak yet I'm still on the way up don't worry you'll get there kid but just follow my lead type of thing. Um, but yeah, like I, th- I think they had full trust in the rock they, as they should have had full trust in the rock. And cause it all paid off in the end. Um, also, um, if you didn't know, um, Bob Holly's looking for the big show. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, so, so after all, this, out of all, the, all the serious shit. Uh, so, yeah. So after this promo, we got Bob Holly opening Every door in the backstage area, like he's going through toilet stalls, he's in catering, he is looking for the big show. The funny and thing was, I thought, I thought, my, I thought my episode glitched because because we go from this promo, the Rock and Jericho promo, we cut backstage. Bob Holly s- slams a door open with his fist and goes, "Hey." Tell the big show, the big shots looking for him. And then we cut the commercial and it was that uh, stonecold.com commercial. And then they come back, boom, punches the door open. Hey, tell the big show, the big shots looking for him. And I'm like, what the? F-? And then all of a sudden he went to the next door. I'm like, oh my God, he's just doing this one line to every door. Hey, tell the big show, the big shots looking for him. Next door. He's the worst Jehovah's Witness ever. He's just beating on doors, yelling at people. Hey, I'd like to talk to you about Jesus and the big <laughs> shot. <laughs> um, so then we come back, and, and our boy, the reason we're here, the big boss man. Believe it or not, this is why we're here. This is why we're here. This is why we're getting to do this shit. <laughs> our boy, the big boss man, is coming out, and uh, he's got the hardcore title, and he's going to have a hardcore match with the road dog. However, it's not for the hardcore title. I found that <laughs> very dumb. It's hardcore for the sake of... Mike, you're not hardcore enough to understand. I'm not hardcore. I'm not hardcore. And, it's, not hardcore. It, and it's also Shawn Michaels Appreciation Night. Anything can happen. Wacky shit. Uh, they explain it away as the title is not up for grabs because Al Snow has a hardcore title match at SummerSlam. I, I mean... All right, Fine. And and the whole point of it was the the boss man was going to lose, so that that's why they basically they didn't want to have a hardcore title match next week is all that really was. Um, so Road Dog comes out, 
he says some words. I don't know, something old school, old school. I'm going to grab a frying pan and hit this fat guy with it. So he did. And about, I don't know, two minutes into the match, Al Snow comes down with a carrying, uh, like a dog carrying crate. And we're led to believe that Pepper, his chihuahua, is in this crate. And he hits the boss man with the crate so hard that the cage door flies into the loge section of the arena. It was rough. And then he starts talking to it as if the dog is in there. And everyone's and King's like, Pepper's in the dog is in there. He hit him with the dog. He hit him with the dog. Jerry's like, ah, oh, it can't be a dog in there. And he's like, no, look, the dog's in there. And it's like, and I'm saying, like, I know the dog's not in there, like in real life. But the fact they're playing it off, this poor fucking animal. <laughs> this poor this dog. I I he's the opposite of Jericho with this debut. <laughs> So this is, so he, this is a third appearance of Pepper allegedly. Yeah. First is just randomly going around an arena, yeah. finds El Snow, and then apparently they go to the toilet together the following week yep. and try to flush head down the toilet. Yep, and happened. now he's being used as a fucking weapon. He is a weapon. Pepper the Chihuahua is no different to Al Snow than a trash can. He walloped the boss man in the face. Road dog wins the match. Doesn't fucking matter. Um, but yeah. And then goes back, like kind of trying to, trying to pretend like he's petting the dog in the cage. And I'm just like, Oh, this is so bad because I know how this ends. This poor little dog. So this, this kind of makes me wonder, like we talked in our previous series about stuff under the ring that yeah. are weapons. Yes. I would love if just like on a random show they go under the ring and there's another dog under there and they just whip it around and fucking start whipping them with a dog. Hey, man, you never know when we're going to have to have an impromptu kennel from hell match, so you're going to keep those dogs under the ring. Oh, there's a lot of shit under there. <laughs> I always, and I always feel like that was a missed game mode in these video games that they made. The kennel from hell? Yeah. Like, how great would that be? The problem is the game wouldn't have done the reality of it justice. Like the game would have actually fixed all the problems and it would have been like a real like they would have been like attack dogs in the game. Yeah. It wouldn't just like it'd be great if they were like, you know what? That match sucked. So let's add it into the game, but let's make it very accurate to what it was. And the dogs are literally around ringside humping and pissing all over the place. <laughs> oh, my God. It's a secret unlock. <laughs> It's like if you beat the Undertaker 666 times, you get to unlock the dogs humping and pissing. Because <laughs> he's evil. It, it's, it, I, I, oh my God, I can't wait to c talk about that match. That that I close my eyes. I'm closing my eyes right now, and I just see, I, I see the scene of the two dogs humping with Al Snow trying to shove Bossman's face. Into the dog while they're fucking and pissing everywhere. <laughs> it's the sweetest match ever. This is oh god. Uh, all right, so there's other stuff to cover though beforehand. There like is the Rock, Rock and the Big Show. Yep. <laughs> well, it's the Big Slow. Yeah, that happened. Yep. It did for about forty-seven seconds, and then, um. Quarter hours, bro. You gotta move it. You gotta move it along, bro. Yep. 
And, we'll uh, and also, it's Shawn Michaels Appreciation Night. Yep. So, uh, we got Jericho Fearance. <laughs> and uh, leading to itchy-ass Billy Gunn coming to the ring. Uh, who's not itching his ass at the moment. You would think Poison Ivy would make it such treacherous slutting uh, in his ass area that he'd be itching and moving and grooving all over the place. No, he had the wherewithal to do a jackhammer. Yeah, sure did. Which they called the jackhammer, even though it's Goldberg's, Goldberg's move. They called it the jackhammer. Sorry-ass jackhammer. Anyway, <laughs> does it on the rock, and that's the comeuppance for the Poison Ivy. But we still don't know who did the Poison Ivy. Who did the Poison Ivy? Was it Rock? Was it that massage parlor whore? Was it the 1987 Dove and Broncos? We'll find out next week. Uh, was it that Was it that bozo haircut Hulk Hogan? That wannabe <laughs> Navy SEAL son of a bitch. It was the wannabe Navy SEAL. I know it. That fucking Hulk Hogan. He doesn't work here. Why are you angry? You just met Bill Clinton. I'm sure you both got high this morning. What the hell's wrong with you? Oh, Monica says hi. Yeah, what up? <laughs> <laughs> Tell Sloan I said, what up? <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess Billy does some scratching after the match because just, you know, do the gimmick, pal. We gave you a backstory for this little view here. Do the ba- do, it. Do, it. Do, it. do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Speaking so, of doing it, coming to the ring for commentary. Beep, beep, it's, our beep, beep. Na- it's our Navy SEAL buddy. Oh, yeah. Coming to the ring to do some commentary for the main event of the evening. <laughs> Triple threat for the number one contendership. This match is a lot. Undertaker in China. Yep. Or as I like to dub it, Triple H against the Undertaker featuring China. Featuring China. <laughs> she uh, gets that last credit at the end of the sitcom. And China. <laughs> yeah, it's like Jackie on 227. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, Jack this, Day, please. <laughs> so we we talked about this a little bit. Now, first, Ventura on commentary million times better than comment uh, than promo Ventura. I was very happy with Jesse Ventura on commentary. It was like riding a bike as a like an old school '80s wrestling fan. Like Jesse just slipped right into those shoes, and it was like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. this is what we should have done tonight. We shouldn't have done the promo. Uh, this is this is working. This is good because uh, he was. But maybe you know, maybe he had to spend forty minutes getting Navy Seal stuff out just to get to good Jesse. He, you know, everybody everybody's got their shit. They got to get out. They got to vent. Hogan has to pose. Jesse has to bitch about Hogan. So <laughs> that's that's a, that's a gimmick we're living here. But it was excellent. He was really good on commentary. Actually, he was he was, he was awesome. He he. I mean, it almost made you forget about the forty minute fucking seal clubbing. Right. right. Uh, <laughs> so. However, yeah, Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels is the referee. The guest referee. This was the period of time where Shawn was wearing uh, the little uh, mini bicycle shorts with the combat boot look. And he always had his Shawn Michaels wrestling school t-shirts on uh, with the 1-900 number on the back. And uh, I believe Daniel Bryan and Brian Kendrick are the only ones to graduate from that school. At least Uh, known graduates. Sonny graduated from it as well. That's a different wrestling school. Oh. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 suck it. She didn't graduate. Oh. She was a founding member. <laughs> <laughs> so this match, it was it was basically Triple H against The Undertaker. Yeah. China gets her spots in once in a while, but we get probably 
the most devastating choke slam I have ever seen a human being take in my life. Picture it like this. Have you ever seen a new father put his newborn baby to bed in a crib? It's gentle. It's caring. It's tender. Make sure he, he, he swaddles him correctly and, and, and gets him into the crib nice and soft and puts the pillows around him so he doesn't roll. That was exactly how the undertaker put china down in the fucking joke slam it was delicate as fuck it was as delicate as a lance storm chair shot deep cuts <laughs> so, so china takes this and jr absolutely thinks it's like who who shot kennedy <laughs> this is fucking reaction to this loser he's the personification of evil the amount she's of in times- a fuck, she's in a match with two guys, what's he supposed to do? The amount of times they yelled, but she's a woman. It was just getting uncomfortable. Oh, my God. It's like, come on, man. I know I know, we're not at that point of China yet. We're almost there. I mean, yeah. We got the, the Jeff Jarrett stuff like in a, two months, I think. Uh, but like, wow. It was, a, again, different time. Women were not treated great. But ho- they're just like, she's just a woman. And like, oh, come on, man. Put her over like she's she's wrestling two guys and Triple H is making her look like a million bucks. It's like and they also forget that two months ago she was in the King of the Ring tournament. Yeah, they, yeah. they forget that. The, I mean, I forgot it until Triple H references it in the next episode. Yes. Uh, so apparently also he's full of rubies and emeralds. So we'll get there in a second. So <laughs> driven in bitches. <laughs> he had a ruby the size of a nectarine. So. The, the the finish of this match, uh-huh. we talked about it through text. Yes. So I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of set the stage a little bit. So Triple H and China are in the outside of the ring. Yeah. You see Austin coming to the ring. While this is going on, you see the Undertaker go out of the ring to go against Triple H. Once he sees Austin coming down the ramp, he goes back into the ring. Chair shot into the ring. China pins Undertaker like a cuckold standing in the ring, watches Michaels count the three. And all he can do is stare at the camera, roll his eyes, and stick his tongue out. Yes. He looked like a dumbass Mm. at the end of this match. And I had to rewind it because I thought I was hallucinating. It did happen. (laughs) So he went out of the ring to attack Triple H. Austin down the ramp goes back into the ring. Mm -hmm. Back into the the ring. ring. Back into the ring. ring. You you could have just had Austin hit him with the chair. He lays them both out trying to get the pin on Triple H. Why do you go back in the ring? I don't understand. Maybe it was a misspot. I, I honestly don't know, but it it looked weird. Uh, it bothered. It yeah, bothered me. Clearly, um, <laughs> it kind of felt uh, the the Austin coming down, the chair shot, dragging over type of thing. I mean, it was basically step for step how mankind won his first title. Well, they're also much. they're they're also going to use that same spot in like four weeks again. Can't wait. 
fucking I love things to look forward to. <laughs> I love things this spot was so good in January. We're gonna use it in August. It was so good in August. We're gonna use it in September. That's good shit, pal. Um, yeah. So China wins, and China is the number one contender for Steve Austin's title. <sighs> Moving on. But before we move on, yeah. Did you think? No, we talked about this before the show. Yeah. Put yourself back in '99. Yep. Did you think they were really going to go through with Austin and China? I have a few answers for that. Um, 2021, Mike, will say that they absolutely should have. Um, I understand for a number of reasons why they didn't. Um, Most of it being because this is the main event of SummerSlam, which is their second biggest show of the year. It's getting a lot of eyeballs with Jesse Ventura being involved in it. Uh, he's a sitting governor at that time. And China wasn't ready in ring to carry with Steve Austin a world title main event. Now, what happens in the next episode here, it becomes a triple threat match. China should have been in the triple threat match 100%. Um, because they could have, much like in this match with Undertaker and Triple H, they could have hid the flaws and the inexperience in ring with Triple H and Austin fighting for the majority of it, trying to getting her shit in. Clearly her and Triple H, don't, you know, he, he's going to make her look like a million bucks at the time. Uh, Austin is going to do his part. So I think they absolutely should have. In 99, did I think they were going to? I'm going to, I don't remember, but I'm going to go with probably not. I was probably skeptical at best. Um, Like I was probably thinking, oh, really good fucking twist. Like, you know, because it's a hook, 100%. China being number one contender with one episode of Raw before SummerSlam gets people to watch that one episode left of SummerSlam. Um because in this episode, you had Jesse Ventura. We didn't, nobody knew back then that Jericho was going to debut. So the big sell for this episode was Jesse Ventura. So we got Jesse. We got Shawn Michaels. We got Chris Jericho. Like, this was a big fucking episode of Raw. And now at the very end, we got China as the number one contender. I'm watching next week, 100%. I'm, you guys are winning this rating next week. Um, yeah. I, I I was probably more skeptical than than hopeful that she was going to be in it. But again, hindsight, the fact that they pretty much knew all along they were going for a triple threat match, uh, they should have kept her in it. Because I remember the, the, the ending, and I remember the reason for the ending of the main event of SummerSlam, which we'll dig very deep into when we do our SummerSlam episode. But there's no reason that China couldn't have eaten the ate the pin in the main event like Mick Foley did. Plain and simple. So when I was doing some research on this and right after it happened, there was a full page ad in the New York Post that had Austin Mm -hmm. in China. I remember. That I remember. 
I, I remember seeing seeing pictures. I remember they showed they showed it on Raw or something. I, I remember them. I don't no, they must not because we just watched Raw and it wasn't there. I definitely remember that newspaper a hundred percent. I think people must have posted it online. That's probably how I saw it. So they definitely spent money advertising. That's a smart move. Match to, sw- to swerve, bro. But well, it, well, it's, it not, it's not even a swerve. It, it's it, that 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 shit. See, see, stuff like that is smart marketing. Like I said, that and there's a reason they should have kept China in there, and it has nothing to do with swerving the fans. That's getting everyone else involved because okay, you got the oh, I remember Jesse Ventura's name. He's a governor. I'm going to try to tune in for this. And all of a sudden, you take out a full page ad. Steve Austin, who at this time is a household name. He is Hulk Hogan was in the 80s. WWE is on top of the world, and Steve Austin is sitting on top of that mountain. He's going to fight a woman on pay-per-view. First time ever. Love those phrases, right? First time ever, even though The Rock fought Cena twice. Cool. (laughs) Whatever. Or last time, you know what I'm trying to get at. But but yeah, so that was a big deal to get casual eyes onto SummerSlam. And my guess is it probably, well, I mean, it probably worked to an extent, even though, because if you're, if you're shooting for casual eyes, it's not like they were probably tuning into Raw. They were, they were just like, oh yeah, isn't that that pay-per-view that the, the woman's going to fight on? No, no, whatever. But yeah, smart move. It gets attention. I'm going to see if I can find that, a, a printout of that online. Yeah, because uh, it was. Um, I, I want to say it was the it was the New York New York Post, but um, the the other thing that that kind of ruined it too, because this was right at the beginning of message boards, you know, fan sites, whatever. Mm-hmm. And the following night was the taping for the next week raw, and it was just plastered within twenty four hours yeah. what it, what it was going to be. So I think it was Tuesday the tenth. They they ran the ad, um, if I remember correctly. Um, this is oh. it. WWF <laughs> smut on the ropes. That's not the article I'm looking for. No, because no, I it, it's it's an iconic picture. It's 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 yeah. Austin, it's China, and then you have Ventura in the background. Well, I, I see. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I see the the mock up, uh, but it's a TV mock up. It's not the newspaper article I was looking for. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I, brought to you by Chef Boyardee. Yes, get beefy with it. <laughs> uh, so this is going to oh, lead I'll us find. into. While you check that, I'll get us into the next episode of um, Raw here, August sixteenth. But it was actually August tenth. It was a tape, uh, wasn't it? Yes. No spoilers from Tony Schiavone on this one. Um, it starts with, of all things, a recap of what happened. A very long uh, recap, I remember. Very long. Um, um, by the way, we're also in uh, the Bradley Center in Miliwake, Wisconsin. Was that a Wales? No, that's San Diego. <laughs> what, was, what, what was it in Wayne's World? The, I don't remember the rest of the quote. Al- Alice Cooper. Millie Walkay, it's the heart of the Buffalo. So it's definitely something stupid like that. Yeah. So so we get the recap. You're just a woman. Well, fuck you. I'll beat your ass. Ba ba ba. We know what happens. So, so Triple H comes to the ring yeah. with his his football jersey. He bought it Zares because it's got no numbers or name affiliation on it. Dude, it's a practice jersey. Straight up. It's a practice penny. Uh, from football, from our youth football days, 
Um, I don't know. We talked about the wardrobe choices in the last episode. They don't get any better. Uh, so let me paint a picture for you. Okay. Top to bottom, Triple H shows up, and he's got his his uh, practice football jersey, right? And then he's got jean shorts, which he, we know he loves because he changed into them in two seconds in the last episode. Pretty sure him and Sean were just kind of swapping clothes at that point. And then he's got his wrestling boots with the knee pads over the shins of the boots. So the knee pads aren't on the knees. They're pulled down over the boots by the shin. So the tongue of the boots are kind of flapped over like a dog's ear. And he looks the shits, like the drizzling fucking shits. He looks horrible. And then he gets in the ring, and he's going to start tough-talking China. Because, you know, she's a woman. Well, first... <laughs> Mr. Uh, Mr. Helmsley has to go down the uh, the list of all the things he's done for China. He definitely the... tries a sweet talker. Yeah, you know, because he is, you know, the sweetest talker in the world. Gets her <laughs> a fucking an emerald ring. Yeah, you know the emerald ring I got you, right? When you were the king of the ring, right? Spent so much time talking about that ring. So, so emerald and ruby, and it was like you wear it on special occasions. It was this big, and it's just like, wow, that's just all right. So he was referencing the ring because she was in King of the Ring. Well, yes, because I remember him saying, "Remember when you were in King of the Ring and you kicked ass?" And then like, oh yeah, that does make sense. Yeah, you got her a ring. That's. Yeah clever and like a consolation prize because she didn't win yeah remember remember i got you an emerald as a participation <laughs> trophy that was awesome and, and, and out of all the jewels to give someone an emerald well you know dx green oh man yeah. B- buddy well done yeah i'm going with that just but it. <laughs> but triple h with all the sweet talking and, and pillow talk he can muster, mm-hmm. China will not relinquish the number one contendership. Nope. Triple H. So what does a normal person do? Call him an ungrateful bitch. I mean, he went hard into it too. And I get it. It's 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 make believe. It's play acting. Uh and and these two were together, which I guess, you know, it's one of those things that makes it a little easier, I guess. Uh but man. When Triple H would go after China, there was some like extra, extra venom coming from him. Like w- when he when he called her a bitch, there, mm, that's uh, that's that's getting out that aggression that they uh, after a fight in the apartment a couple nights earlier. That's like <sighs> fucking she went shut up by the goddamn laundry. You know what, you big jacked up bitch? Because I remember <laughs> that phrase. I remember that phrase. I think that was like pre WrestleMania 15, maybe like it was, it was the one that we just missed when, when they, cause they got back together in WrestleMania 15, but we just missed, uh, cause it was like a couple months before we started this. Uh, but before that they were like at odds with each other and they were against each other. And at some point he just dug down deep into his soul and took every fight that they had had in their personal <laughs> lives. And go, you know what? You big jacked up bitch. And I remember as a kid, Watch that be like, good one. (laughs) (laughs) Show me on the doll where China's hurt you. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so 
He runs her down. She says, no, <laughs> I'm not, not going to give you that match. Um, Which, by the way, if wrestling was really like real life, I challenge you to a match. No. No. And that's it. Well, here's, here's the other weird thing about it. Um, that's not how real sports work either. Um, because it's not like, like, let's say somebody in UFC, for example, challenges somebody else and they don't want to fight. And Dana White just looks at him like, look, you got a contract. You're fighting him. We're going to make a shit ton of money off of it. That's what's happening. It's like, that's how that goes. So the, the whole, like the authority figure part of these, these shows has some base in reality. They just always fuck it up completely. But like Shawn Michaels come down and being like, all right, everybody's going to fight everybody. <laughs> and then we're going to get all greased up and have sexy times. Have you seen my shirt? Call the number. Learn wrestling from the heartbreak kid. All right. Who wants a booty shake? <laughs> That's probably day one of wrestling lessons. <laughs> everybody, the generic gear gives everybody is bicycle shorts, a t-shirt. <laughs> A t-shirt. We're not going to teach you back bumps. We're going to teach you how to jiggle. <laughs> I signed up for wrestling school. I spent three le- weeks learning how to be a stripper. <laughs> so when you're when you're unbuckling your chaps, you got to take the buckle off, and then you got to jerk it like it's your dick. Chicks love that. I can almost see Daniel Bryan sitting there going, "Oh my god." I fucking kill this guy i just want to wrestle i don't want to jerk off in front of thirty thousand people <laughs> i'll save that for my reality show i'm I, i'm i'm going to be a real wrestler i'm going to be a real wrestler all right daniel show me what you got <sighs> i'm a sexy boy <laughs> Daniel, Daniel, you're not jerking it enough Give me your hand. He's making them sing his song a cappella. <laughs> Boy, you, I don't want to do this. Sing. Christ. Where are we? You just, you just have you have a ring full of like 18-year-old kids crying because they can't simulate jerking off in front of Sean Michael. They just want to We're wrestle. singing his song. I can do I can do a standing backflip. Show me your ass. What? <laughs> I can do a moonsault standing. No, jerk off that belt. <laughs> and when you do it, make sure you shake it like the coyote ugly. <laughs> I passed out in that club's bathroom once. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, next time I dress myself. Which I would, I, I would, I would hope would be tomorrow. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. Austin shows up late, and so does Jericho. <laughs> so does Rock. He shows up much later in the show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Austin is seen entering the building. I, I still, I love that shot. It's like, okay, <laughs> you're just, you're just getting here. Great. Show's kind of about you, pal. Whenever you want to show up. Um, the, yes, the, one, the one thing with Austin, like the, in this four-week window, obviously we know he's injured and whatnot, but like he's really not involved in this build 
towards SummerSlam. Um, yeah. And okay, so he was injured. I was going to ask if he knew about that towards the end of the show. So, so he was injured during this time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. From what from what I read, it was a leg, uh, a leg, leg injury. Yeah, a leg. A leg. Um, yes. Um, which one? I don't know. Um, I'm going with the right. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm gonna go with the left. All right, I'm, I'm a little bit country. <laughs> I'm a little bit rat leg. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know. I, I mean, I if if he's injured, that makes complete fucking sense. Uh, but I also I kind of dug it, um, and just the way my brain was working, not knowing that he was injured. Uh, it was like, yeah, well, you know, again, you don't need to sell people on Steve Austin. Steve Austin, you know, was it. Um, but at this time, you know, Triple H hadn't won a title. Um, you know, they were pushing the whole China thing that we were just talking about. Uh, they were really trying to push The Rock as as something special. Uh, you know, The Undertaker had a, had a storyline that we're going to get into in, in a few minutes because, wow, is that long? Um so yeah, so downplaying the the world champion heading into SummerSlam is weird. It's a bold move, uh, but luckily they had enough of a supporting cast that they were able to do that. I guess because he was injured. Um, also, Chris Jericho, second day on the job, you're already showing up late to work, pal. Come on, the fuck. Also, button up that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> also, well, you're, also he's wearing the, the same uh... clothes he wore last Monday. It's a bender. When you're the Millennium Man and you just leave Shawn Michaels Appreciation Night, anything's possible. He's got those same sweaty, lived-in leather pants. <laughs> I've never tried to wear leather anything. Oh, I actually did. Uh, I never. I, I mean, I never went through with it uh, because they're leather pants and I have a real job. Um, <laughs> but... I, I work for a fucking living, uh, but I definitely tried them on. I was at a store that sold leather pants, and I tried them on. It did was not a cool look. It really wasn't. I think you have to work out to wear them because I don't know. It just it wasn't a good look for me. What What are the sizes? Do they come like normal jean like, sizes? Yeah, it's like jean sizes. Wow. Uh, That's a- yeah. I don't know if they make enough butter for me to put on to slide into a pair of us. Mm-hmm. Plus, with the way my body's proportioned, like my body looks like a body of someone who drew a body but didn't know what a body <laughs> looks like. Like I'm all stomach. I have no like lower torso. Look, in a year, we're going to <laughs> Vegas. I'm thinking we find a shop <laughs> that sells leather pants because seeing you try on leather pants, that would be a look. <laughs> I, I think one. we do a cr- we can do a crossbreed. We can get leather pants and go see the Godfather and D'Lo. Definitely could. Definitely could. I found out they renamed his club. I know exactly where it is. <laughs> road trip, road trip. Which, yeah. Also, strip clubs and COVID. Ew. <laughs> so we get a match. After uh, Jericho shows up late, uh, we got the Road Dog taking on Al Snow. Uh, sure. Uh, let me see here. Yes, all right. I'm caught. I'm caught back up. Uh, I'm still trying to, you know, 
So delete, Al Snow del- delete brings, stuff from my computer since the FBI is listening to us. Yeah, yeah no, <laughs> no more, no more simulated belt masturbation. Um, <laughs> so this is the one where he brings Pepper to the ring uh, and actually hands him to Jerry Lawler at ringside. Yep. And right off the bat, this poor, scared, shivering little animal just starts pissing all over Jerry Lawler. And Jerry can't, he's like, he's peeing on me, JR. And I don't know what was going on. I, okay. Also, this was the first time I recognized it on the table. Was Has there been any explanation for why Jerry Lawler's crown is made of cheese? Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Fuck off. Really? Yep. Because I have in my notes, why the fuck does he have a cheese helmet? <laughs> <laughs> and... When you told me it was in Milwaukee, I looked at my notes. I go, cheese helmet. Oh, my Milwaukee. God. That is so stupid. Now, let me ask you this. Do you think this is the first time the king's been pissed on while being surrounded by cheese? Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> no, I do not. Uh, so, uh, it's, uh, yeah. It's it's a match. It's a match. Our boy comes out. Our boy comes out, saves the day. The big boss man arrives, um, hits Road Dog. No, I'm sorry. Hits Al Snow. Hits the Road Dog, who falls on top of Al Snow. Yep. Road Dog gets the win. But the biggest highlight of this match is the photographer trying to get Pepper's attention. In front of the announce table. <laughs> this guy was doing everything like a photographer would do it, like the picture people, to get a baby's attention to smile for a picture. <laughs> he's like he's pulling out like balloon animals, he's doing <laughs> cartwheels, and they, he's got like a he's got like a bag of fucking what was it, sausages. He's doing <laughs> he's doing whatever he can to get that one shot of the fucking stupid face of that dog right. with the fucking the, the the beady eyes on that. I was so distracted by that guy. I only knew the boss man came out because I heard JR go, well, why is the boss man out here? <laughs> That's it. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, that happened. I mean, that's, that's the, the title of our, our series here, but yeah, nothing's happening yet. Don't worry. The we'll, boss man we'll, gets we'll, better. Look we'll at that. Yeah, we'll, 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 get, we'll there. get there. Just, we're just planting the seeds. We haven't even grown the tree yet. We got the dog out. He's pissing on people. We're getting there. We'll eat him soon. Um, so <laughs> Jericho's in the back uh, primping himself to, to, I don't know. He's looking for his stage so he can perform. And uh, he starts just costing the makeup woman about how his hairstyle is very popular in Europe. And she's not a fashion plate. Fucking Jericho. <laughs> full, full disclosure, back back in high school, when I had hair, mm-hmm. I used to do the front ponytail. Oh, god damn it. Uh, it was good. I liked it. It was good. Um, but it was... <laughs> I it, liked it. Wasn't... It was good. That is dynamite. <laughs> so, so, it wasn't a fully erect ponytail. Yep. It was like a like a red rocket ponytail. It was very short, 
but I liked it. It was it was fun. It was whimsical. No, it wasn't. <laughs> no, it was not. You want to know what was whimsical? Yeah. Two dudes in a desert motorcycles. Because we're uh, we're telling stories Undertaker style here. Oh, we are. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I never thought I would want to talk about Navy Seals again <laughs> until I watched this fucking thing. Holy shit! Undertaker, Big Show, and Paul Bearer make their way to the ring. And Undertaker does more talking in the next 10 minutes than he's done in the past 10 years. He has a story to tell. And Rich, I believe you have that story. Would you like to read to us the story of Brother Paul and Brother Show? And lizard boots and snake people and cutting off skin bikers and I got my biker ladies on big old titties. What happened? I don't know. I blacked out. So, <laughs> so, so before I say this, I have to remind myself and the listeners this is my favorite version of The Undertaker, regardless <laughs> of what I'm about to read to you right now. So, I found the transcript of this promo. If you haven't seen it, obviously, you know, check it out. YouTube, Daily Motion, Christian Mingle, wherever you watch it. In but, the words of Paul Finch, oh, God bless the internet. <laughs> Playtime's over. Sit down and shut up. Later tonight, there's going to be a match for the tag team titles between the Acolytes and X-Pac and Kane. Whatever, whatever. It's not important. <laughs> the fact of the matter is, this Sunday at SummerSlam, the winner of that match will come face-to-face with this, pointing to Big Show and Undertaker. And to make sure that my man was right, this week I put him to the test. I had Paul Barra call out to California, San Fernando Valley, to some associates of, our, of ours at the local 81, which I'll, I'll pause it for a second here. I did not know that was the Hells Angels. Yeah. I did not know that. Must have been all that Sons of Anarchy watching that clues yeah. you into it. I, I have I have another life. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, he said <laughs> he said we're gonna need two bikes what? for a ride in the desert. The guy said, "Brother Paul, now, <laughs> now we know the dead man can handle it." Brother Paul, but I don't know about the big show. It's August. It's 120 degrees in the middle of Death Valley. He says the only things that survive. In the desert are the cold blooded, the snakes, and the lizards. Paul said, That's all right. One of those bikes that you set up for us, I want you, the big show, to only have enough gas to get the middle of the desert and not get back. What? So we go, <laughs> he's setting them up. To Sorry, the I'm murder. playing the role of JR also, just peppering uh, in what's. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so we're on our way. We get to the middle of Death Valley, 120 degrees. Hot windows are closed. We're watching. Uh, okay, so you're, you're you're reading. I'm reading. This is the exact thing. So he said windows are closed. No, no, I tried to try to do a little eastbound and down, uh, Gabriel. <laughs> okay, because it sounded like when he was talking about how hot he was, it was a night of passion with him and the big show in the desert. But I'll get back to I'll get back to it. Okay, there was no windows on a motorcycle. No windows. <laughs> no windows. I want I want you, the big show, to have enough gas to get in the middle of the desert and knock it back. So we go on our way. We're in the mm-hmm. middle of Death Valley, 120 degrees. 
the big show's bike runs out of gas. I pull up to him and I say this question. It's 120 degrees. How are you going to survive? What? He looks me straight in the eye without hesitation. He says, I'm going to wait till you sleep. I'm going to stab you in the back. I'm going to cut your flesh off, make a coat out of it, and I'm going to eat your flesh until I find food. What? I, I said, good answer, big man, but I don't sleep. <laughs> I drove off and left him. I waited on the outskirts of the desert. Two days later, he walked out with a snake necktie and lizard boots carrying his Harley Davidson on his shoulder. What? The point of the story is this. What used to be known as SummerSlam will be now known as Armageddon. And whoever shows up will be hurt. Okay. So, a couple things. Yeah, at least. I've never made a coat out of human skin. You would need a sewing machine, I would imagine. I mean, I've only done luggage, so... uh... So I use, I use needle and thread, but old school. I'm hardcore. So, so this story is <laughs> bullshit right out of the jump. I know, I know it's hard to believe, but he's going to turn into a cannibal to survive the desert. Well, after eating being set up by <laughs> be given a bike with only half gas. The the eating part I understood more than the wearing skin part because I think as we covered. 125 degrees, you don't need a coat. The big show wearing his tight little skivvies there, that'll be fine at 125 degrees. <laughs> he goes, he goes, I said, good answer, big man, but I don't sleep. And I <laughs> fucked off. <laughs> like, what, what kind of, like, that's like, a, like something like David Caruso would say at the beginning of like, <laughs> like his, CSI Miami. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't sleep. Wow. <laughs> That's exactly it, actually. It, it, it's this it, it, is so there's a lot of holes bad. there. Yeah, I, I've, ne- so I've never, uh, I've never, I've uh, never walked into a sauna before and looked at the temp and been like, oh, 125 degrees. You know what I could use? A coat. <laughs> it's just not how you're gonna survive. Well, I'm gonna eat you, obviously, because you know AAA is bullshit. You know. I'm not going to just, you know, sit out here like some punk and call my AAA card for gas. That, that's that's insane. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm all out of miles this month. I got to eat you. Also, um, the, 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 let's, let's, let's stay in this world for a minute. Let's say the big show does wait for the Undertaker to fall asleep, does stab him in the back, does cut off his skin, fashion a fancy snappy coat out of it. And let's say he eats some of them because, you know, Big Show's a big man. He eats a snack every once in a while. Why wouldn't he just get on Undertaker's bike and drive the fuck home? That part wasn't thought of in the story. Like, and I'm going to stay out here indefinitely. I'm an outside cat now. (laughs) Wouldn't, wouldn't, like, getting on your bike and going home be part of it i don't i I don't know where death valley is but i'm guessing it's pretty close to home (laughs) so i i guess with like in this rhetorical question like what is the right answer 
like, clearly it was cut your skin off and wear it and then eat it and I don't know, make snake boots or snake ties. I don't know. They, they, they're very into, I don't know, fashioning their own clothing. You know. <sighs> I'm going to cut your skin and make a fanny pack out of it. People of people of the land, you know, common clay, if you will, you know, morons. The point of the story is what. So how's all this tie into, you know, SummerSlam is now going to be called Armageddon? All this about cannibalism and murder and snake boots Look, and all this is because SummerSlam is going to be Armageddon. All I know is uh, one of two things happened when The Undertaker said that SummerSlam was going to be known as Armageddon. The marketing people either saw light bulbs go off above their head or got really pissed off because in six months, the pay-per-view is called Armageddon. What the fuck is he doing? The December pay-per-view is Armageddon. Or it was, God damn, that's good. Let's uh, let's put something together here. Six months, Armageddon. I like that. Maybe maybe we start dumping the in your house thing too. That's just lame. <clears throat> so so maybe the original working title was <laughs> snake boots and skin coats, but they're like, no, we're gonna go with Armageddon. I mean, honestly, that sounds like some like our fucking name, Nightsticks and Coffins, aka skin coats and snake boots. <laughs> I just back to back episodes were just incoherent. Shawn Michaels is in charge. <laughs> Buddy, what is he doing? Shawn Michaels is here tonight too. We got Shawn Michaels two electric boogaloo passing out fucking Altoids. You know that coffee everybody's drinking. I put ass in it. <laughs> A lot. <laughs> Shawn Michaels is Alan from The Hangover. <laughs> I toast everybody. We're all going to get weird. <laughs> Have you seen my shirt? Because <laughs> I haven't. I haven't. Triple H took my shorts two days ago. They look stupid on them. <laughs> Billy Gunn shoved my lunch up his head. <laughs> it was a lovely fruit salad I brought from home. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Uh, yeah, this promo is all over the place and has really nothing to do with SummerSlam. Um, the I mean, only thing missing was if The Undertaker told us he was a Navy SEAL. That was the <laughs> only thing. The only thing missing. <laughs> and I said, Brother Paul, I know I can climb the gym rope, but can the big show don't think so. He's got a bullshit haircut, too. Fuck Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I'm going to tell him to climb the rope, but when he's halfway up, I'm going to cut off the bottom. I'll light that bitch on fire. <laughs> and I'm going to say, what are you going to do? And he says, I'm going to use your blood. <laughs> what? What? I'm going to let myself catch on fire. Then I'm going to fall on top of you. We're both going to cook, and I'm going to eat you while we cook. And I said, right answer. No, no, all of that's wrong. It's all wrong. You're, you're both dead in that scenario. 
here's what you don't know. I don't cook. What? I fucking hate you. I fucking hate you. You know, if I ever go, if I ever go cross country with someone, I'm gonna have a frank conversation about cannibalism, <laughs> just so me and whoever have an understanding that we run out of gas, I'm gonna chew on your inner thigh within minutes. Jesus, we turned to cannibalism real fucking quick. You know, I still got the box of wheat thins in the car too. <laughs> Who needs a Trisket when I can use a forearm? I love a delicious Trisket. But god damn, look at those thighs. <laughs> oh, my god. oh my god. Well, Jericho comes out. So. <laughs> he does, doesn't he? <laughs> he doesn't help. I'm, I love Jericho, and I love the fact that he got with The Undertaker, but I'm just in this state of unconsciousness <laughs> from this promo that I can't enjoy what he's saying because I'm thinking about the big show gnawing on the Undertaker's back because I can't get home wearing a skin tattooed coat oh big show where'd you get that coat Macy's no I carved it off the Undertaker I got it in Death Valley it was a weird Tuesday <laughs> Please don't don't ask the Undertaker to go for motorcycle rides. It's just not worth it. Oh, good promo though. Yeah, solid. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, Undertaker. You no, know, it's weird. It's weird. It's weird. They never talked about this promo on the last ride or anything. No, never. I don't understand why. Amazing. Why would they not talk about this? Um. Okay. Here's the thing. We talked uh, in the last hour uh, about Jericho's debut with The Rock. Imagine if this was the debut promo he debuted on. And it was like, oh God. Every time they show his debut, they have to awkwardly cut around this. <laughs> we know what you're doing, you fucking liars. <laughs> You no good liary liars. And uh, so, yeah, Jericho comes out and uh, Undertaker starts talking about that peach fuzz you're trying to grow on your chin. Looks like the big show's balls. Uh, uh. It's like, what are we <laughs> doing? <laughs> Jericho, do you ride motorcycles? <laughs> None of this sounds threatening. <laughs> That peach fuzz you're trying to grow means you got some hair on your nuts. No. Everybody just turns into the Barry Zucker core. Like, those are balls. <laughs> those are, you know, they always look like landscapes when they're up this close, but those are balls. Jericho, you ever pee in a plastic bag and use it as a beverage? <laughs> well, it's sterile. <laughs> You ever use a piss son? <laughs> Gross. If, if you haven't, I gotta ride for you. <laughs> Do you ride? <laughs> Paul, call the 81. So, so, and lost in all this yes. is the fact the Undertaker uses the line, I have more shower time than you have ring time. It's a good line, actually. 
It's a good line. That's a solid insult. But after you told me that you're open to cannibalism, (laughs) I can't take what you say seriously. Well, you know, if you're into that type of thing, I assume showering is a major part of it. They get really messy eating people. (laughs) Some call it moisturizing. Some call it marinating. I don't know. (laughs) I'm not a cannibal. Shit. Oh. <clears throat> Anyhow, Jericho fucks off, and uh, we, <laughs> we see Triple H in China walking around some more. And we come back, and Jericho is telling the Fink how he's here to save everyone's job, and and we are all in on this Howard Finkel, Chris Jericho thing because Finkel's just a groveling little cunt to him. He's like, oh, yeah, Chris, thank you, for, <laughs> thank you for saving my job, Chris. I love you, Chris. <laughs> I learned that from Sean. <laughs> I went to his school. <laughs> oh, God, you ever wear acid? That was good stuff. <laughs> it's Shawn Michaels. By the, way, Chris, by the way, Chris, you ever go on a motorcycle ride with the Undertaker? Don't. I did once. It wasn't as cool as you'd think. <laughs> I only have six ribs left now. It was I mean, I had a good time. I don't think you'll have a good time, but I had a good time. Thank you, Chris. Oh, groveling little shit. I love it. I uh, can't wait for more Fink and Jericho shenanigans. Uh, all right. And that's, that and that and that angle is mostly like a, a smackdown angle. So. Oh, absolutely. So oh, we, we got this coming up. We uh, we got less cannibalism, less simulated jerking off, and more Howard Finkel. Um. Uh, okay, so match number two. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're here all day. Well, uh, when it's 120 uh, degrees, time stands still. Does. So, this is uh, Triple H in China for the number one contender. Uh, okay. Mankind uh, yeah, shows up. Yeah, because again, the the Triple H does a hell of a. Again, we we talked about China and her, her in ring work in the last uh, the last one, and Triple H does make her look good in this. Um, Let's her get a ton of offense in. Really makes her look uh, strong as shit. And yeah, mankind gets in, and China wins. And as she, uh, as she's celebrating, mankind gets the the mic gets in and starts talking about sexual tension. This fucking show. <laughs> I don't have a lot left in me with this shit. Yeah. So, so he brings up the fact that uh, she has ovaries, and if she has the or what is it orvarial fortitude, stop saying ovaries. <laughs> we, we've this episode we've talked about cannibalism, ungrateful bitches, and ovaries. Men and we're have forty minutes, and women have a vagina. <laughs> we're forty minutes into this episode of Raw. God. We've just hit. Every fucking thing we, we have. We, oh, we had a fucking dog piss on someone. Yep, we did that. We're 40 minutes in. Yep. Um, so <laughs> Shawn Michaels is back. 
Hey, everybody, have you liked the party so far? Well, I got a real soft spot for old Mickle Claws up there, and I'm going to make a match for number one contendership. China, even though you thought I was on your side, I'm not on your side. I'm going to put you in a match with him. And all right, all right, all right, let's do some blow. Everybody, if you're hungry, the king has a cheese helmet. And the big show hasn't eaten the Undertaker yet. <laughs> hey man, is is that is that crown made of cheese? Oh you ever had a hot dog? I love hot dogs. I hear a dozen of them. Hi! If you were in the desert, would you eat yourself? I if, would. If you were in the desert and it was 125 degrees out there, would you ask for a coat? I know I would. Hi. 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 I made a cheese. Hi. If you were a dog, would you piss on a guy who jerks in front of the case? Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, uh, uh. All right. So that match is set. And Test- Michael Cole's with Austin. Oh, does that happen? I don't have that much. Yeah, before Test and uh, Blackman and all that shit, Austin is with Michael Cole talking about how he basically does not give a shit who he fights in SummerSlam. Oh, goddamn. I don't was... care. It could be Mick Foley. could be China. could be Russia. could be Brazil. I don't give a shit. Give me a beer. Fuck. Um, oh, I do see that now. Okay, so... It's not here because Michael Cole interviews Austin again after the match as well. And I think that's the one where he does Steiner math. I don't care if it's number one, number two. I don't care if it's two on one, three on one, mankind, China, and I've gone cross-eyed. Yeah, he's at, well, well, Austin gets a cup of coffee before that big match, but. Goddamn. Oh, love coffee. Love beer. I love riding bucks with The Undertaker. I love eating people. My heart stopped three days ago. I just got to keep this coffee going to get me on the SummerSlam. Goddamn. I can't hang with Shawn Michaels anymore. It's fucking too much. <laughs> so so after, after Stone Cold uh, pushes, pushes Michael Cole around with his frosted tips, we, we get Steve Blackman against Test for about 11 seconds. Yep. Just turns uh, into a complete, complete clusterfuck. Shamrock comes out. Shane's involved. Who would have thought the four people that have matches against each other would square off in this scenario? Shocking. Who, it must be a go-home show. <laughs> who would have thought that they would consolidate in so this manner? Just to nitpick a bit, the, the, the actual finish to this match is very confusing um, because... So Teddy Long is the referee and Shane comes down like right after the match starts, gets in the ring and gives Blackman a kendo stick. Nobody's hit anybody yet, but that's when Teddy Long calls for the bell and then Shane hits him. Then Blackman hits test with the stick. So technically Nobody did anything until Blackman hit 
test with a stick. That should have been disqualification. But Teddy called the the match when Shane just got in the ring. Again, Russo error. Matches don't mean shit. But that was a weird technicality. Um, Where the fuck is Vince? <laughs> he's just he's trying not to get... Look, I can't hang out with Sean anymore. I, I don't want to get a divorce. <laughs> It's just, it never ends well. I end up giving him an extra million dollars in his contract. And I don't know. I, I hired Sonny back three times. <laughs> it's just one around. No. So we're now an hour into the show. The rock arrives. Mm-hmm. He shows up in all, in all his uh, shiny shit. <laughs> shiny. What? Why? Why bother? If you're that late for work, just bang out. Like I've been that late for work. That's a that's a definite. I'm thinking of a really good excuse and just bailing. You're not gonna believe what happened. I was on a motorcycle. Was I supposed to work yesterday? Oh, I thought I was supposed to work today. Yesterday was my day to go out to the desert, man. It was 125 degrees. I needed a jacket. It's fucking. It was awesome. Undertaker was there. I ate him. <laughs> I, fe- I feel like the next time I'm going to call out a sick from work, I'm just going to read this. From, why can't you come in today? Uh, well, I called the local 81. <laughs> and uh, my buddy, I made him into a coat. Well, X-Pac and Kane are going to fight the Acolytes at SummerSlam. Whatever, whatever. What? Then Paul's going to call our associate to the local A1. What are you talking? Are you coming in today? And then I'm going to take the big show. God damn, he's still talking. Look, you're fired. Fuck you. (laughs) But you don't understand. I made boots. (laughs) I made boots out of a lizard. Also, how many fucking lizards? The big show has like size 27 feet. (laughs) How How many lizards does it take to make a boot? <laughs> That's gonna be a Google. There's gonna be a, 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 a conversion thing. How what many? Is the, li- what is the lizard to boot conversion? <laughs> I, I need I need seventy three lizards for every shoe size. Jesus Christ! He's just out there like a fucking animal. Just it's got his, his little, little spear. Like all right, there they are. Boom, got one. All right, that's one. He's got like a lizard necklace. <laughs> I would just be focused on getting out of there. Why are you killing lizards? <laughs> Did you did you drive your motorcycle barefoot? Because that's not that's not safe either. Why did you not have boots? And why did you make a tie? <laughs> Fashion forward out in the desert here, people. Why a tie? This sounds like a project oh, runway challenge. Fucking mess. Holy shit. Uh, all right, where are we here? Kane and X Pac versus the Acolytes for the tag team titles again. Um, this is the same match we've seen the last couple weeks. Yep. Oh fuck. Champs win. Yeah. Champs yep. win going into SummerSlam, and uh, Acolytes uh, beat the shit out of Kane and X Pac after the match. Of course they do. And then they play the DX music. <laughs> State of the show, man. Shawn Michaels. <laughs> Pow. <laughs> fucking Catalina wine mixer, baby. <laughs> when I grow up, I want to be a dinosaur. <laughs> no, you can't, Dad. 
Give me a dinosaur. Uh, so in the back, Bob Holly's yelling at someone through a door, arguing, yelling, doing Bob Holly stuff. It seems to be his gimmick now. He just yells at people in different rooms. Hey, I'll kick your ass and be the champion. All right, Bob. Have a good day. Don't, don't, don't hurt me. And uh, we get a, a quick little, little video, and JR says, Davy Boy Smith, the British Bulldog, is coming back. So there's going to be an interview with him and his wife. Martha, Martha. I believe Martha's his wife's name, isn't it? Otherwise, I just did that. No, it's, it's Diane. It's, God it's damn, Diane. who's Martha Hart? The was that Owen's wife? I think so. Oh, either way. Yeah, tomato, potato. They're all related. They're all dead. No. Davy's dead. Owen's dead. Well, the guys are. Yeah. Yeah, the women <laughs> are gonna live forever. Fucking sucky business. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so he's back. All right, great. Uh, the Bulldog actually is going to bring us some entertainment in the next few months, I think. If it's the part, yeah, he, is it is it yeah, is it the we, denim jeans bulldog? It's the denim jeans bulldog, but also we get woman beater bulldog at the UK pay per view when he throws the trash can at Stephanie. Yeah, yeah, okay. that's going to be some fun shenanigans. <laughs> um, Michael Cole is. Pacing around China's locker room, uh, whatever. Just we we know what we're going for. Here. Yeah, something, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. More importantly, Bob Holly's heading to the ring. You know we're in 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 for some gold here. Um, and he goes, "I got a friend. I got I got somebody I'm gonna introduce you to. There's another super heavyweight, my cousin Crash Holly." Motherfucking Scrappy Do himself, Crash Holly is in the <laughs> building. People, God, this oh. is gonna get good. Uh, so yeah, so Crash comes to the ring, does a piss poor promo, says something. Bob says something, and then the two fighting Holly cousins just turn into the fucking what was the cartoon where the the husband and wife would just start fighting and they'd roll in that big ball of dirt. <laughs> they spoofed it on Family Guy, Family Guy once, and, and they started rolling around fighting. And all of a sudden, like, "Hey, Kagmire, watch out for that fighting ball of dirt!" And he gets caught in the middle. And he pops out. He's like, "Oh shit, did I get laid?" Those guys. Those are the fight. That's what I always thought. That cartoon is what I always thought of with the two Hollies because they just fought everywhere, nonsensical fighting. Loved it. Um, and I and I love the fact that we're gonna get a good amount of Crash Holly because he's probably one of the most underrated characters. Hundred percent. Uh, it's it's so fucking funny. Hundred percent. And the uh, fact that, and, and and the fact that he looks like Bob Holly was put in the dryer for like <laughs> half an hour too long is fucking awesome. Uh, so Michael Cole is caught up with mankind, and. So he so he wasn't in China's locker rooms in Mankind's. Doesn't really fucking matter. Uh, Mankind says he doesn't want to hit a woman, but he will uh, seductively stick a sock down her throat. We know what that means. Uh, he's And she's going to bring her ovaries. Please, Mick, stop saying ovaries. It's making everyone uncomfortable. Um, and he's going to bring his guys 
down there, ball sack. <laughs> Penis. <laughs> Just children. Uh, yeah, Mankind versus China is up next. Triple H is being held back by many referees. Uh, no, he's not. No, he's not. This, this is not how you hold someone back. This, this is like they need to be retrained on how to restrain someone. You just you don't let them move forward. <laughs> like he went from the exit to the fucking ramp. He really broke the line a few times on that one. <laughs> and no one touched it. They all put their hands up. Like no, 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 no. Like no one. I don't know. I don't know, wrapped their arms around him and said, "Don't go here." <laughs> We strongly advise you, sir, not to move forward. They gave they gave him a stern warning. Yeah. So he comes out, causes yep. a distraction. Sock comes out, down the gullet. Pin. Mankind is now the number one contender. Yep. That was basically the match. I think it was like four minutes. Yep. And half of it was cutaways watching... Triple H be like a zombie from The Walking Dead, just fucking just walk through fucking just masses of people. So 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 then Shane comes out and oh, and, and Shane this is fucking reminds, ridiculous too. Because Sean is the commissioner, and Shane reminds Sean that he's the owner, and now Shane is demanding a match between mankind and Triple H for the number one contendership and Shane will be the special guest referee. So Sean, no, triple H will be the, uh, HBK will be the referee. Not yet. We're not there yet because Shane's going to be the referee on that one. Sean then picks up his microphone and says, well, I'll do you one better. And not only is it going to be a match, it's going to be a no holds barred match. And the second referee is me and my shorts. So two referees. Have we overbooked this fucking number one contender thing enough yet? Holy shit. This is such Russo writing at its finest. Everybody's in the number Fucking Russo Bond. is just Oprah. You get a number one contender. You get a number one contender. You're a number one contender. And Shawn Michaels is the referee for all of it. This is fucking genius. <laughs> On a night where we have open discussion about cannibalism and three and ovaries <laughs> and three number one contenders matches. God, fucking we, mess. We aren't even. We're like an hour and twenty minutes into this episode. I know. There's Which, still I'm more. Trying to rush through it a bit, but, but, um, but, this, but like this is why like this shit was so great because there's so much going on. So much going on. Like right, we go outside and the Hollies are on top of a truck. Yep, that's the very next thing. They are battling on top of one of the 18 wheelers, and they're slam. And the, the best part was they're slamming each other on top of the 18 wheeler truck, and every time they the Crash slams Bob. Crash goes, are you okay? <laughs> and then Bob gets up, punches him, slams him, and Bob goes, are you okay? They keep beating the shit out of each other and checking on each other. Um, <laughs> what the fuck was I watching? 
It was like, uh, oh, it was. So I just watched uh, Goon, the uh, Sean William Scott hockey movie. And he's he keeps getting into fights and hitting people. And he's going and he keeps saying sorry. So he's sitting there bloodying someone in a hockey game. He's like, sorry, Mikey. Sorry, Mikey. Sorry. I'm sorry, Mikey. The guy's like, would you shut the fuck up and just kill me? (laughs) Um, You know who is sorry? Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn. He's here. Yep. Yep. And he's holding his ass on the way out. And uh, God almighty. Triple H and Shane are bah, 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 rabble, rabble. And Mr. Ass comes to the ring. That's actually the shirt I had. I think we talked about that. I think you had that too. The shirt he's yeah, wearing. The, the back ass words. Yeah. 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 I had that shirt. I could never wear it in public because it said ass all over it. <laughs> Yeah, I wore it to school. Neon pink. <laughs> I, I wore it to school. Mr. Ass. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so he's in the ring, and he's calling the rock out. Come on out here, you son of a bitch. Well, actually, calls him a chicken shit. Uh, again, Vince is not here. Everyone's just going willy-nilly with the cussing. And, uh, and everyone's high as fuck, too. <laughs> Shawn Michaels night, baby. Shawn ain't saved yet. And uh, the rock comes out and uh, you're a chicken shit and you're a chicken shit. And so I'm going to put the smackdown on your ass. And then all of a sudden the rock brings out a girl and he's like, does this girl look familiar? And I don't know about the rest of us, but I only saw the back of her head in the GTV video. So I'm like, I don't know. Godfather's hoe. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> she doesn't have any discernible marks. But she does have the same rubber gloves on, though. That was the big. That was the big reveal. Because look at her hands. Ooh, she's is she still those same gloves? That's very unsanitary. That that that, that ass massage was like three days ago, and she's probably jerked off a bunch of people since then. But was was the reveal supposed to be like Scooby Doo ripping off the mask? <laughs> like what? The, like what, what are we doing? She had the same Ooh. outfit on too. The massage girl, Jinkies. <laughs> I would have got away with it too if it wasn't for your middle kids. The Rock and his poison ivy ass. Uh, so yeah, so the the Rock explains the joke that we already knew that it was the Rock who even he couldn't get it out. He's like, it wasn't the Asian secret super double probation massage leaves stuff. It was the people's poison ivy that we put on your ass. And Billy's all pissed off. Of course, he's ass is itchy as hell. Not from diaper rash. Not from the thongs he's been wearing. From the poison ivy on his ass. This is good stuff right here. Fucking great. So, <laughs> the, 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 uh, the, the Yankee Cranky chick starts really flirting heavily with the rock. As you do. So the rock, again, we're getting to peak rock. We're not quite there yet. This line was definitely a dud and a half because she's sitting there being all flirty. He's like, do you like pancakes? By the way, where's everybody's favorite spot for pancakes? Let me know. Go. Um, do Do you like pancakes? And she just, she's like, she kind of looked at him the way I was looking at the TV screen, like, sure <laughs> like she's like i'm sitting here with rubber gloves on willing to scrap in front of a bunch of people like you want to know what do you want 
It's not even breakfast time. What the fuck are we talking about? Yeah, okay. Well, pancake your ass back to Chicago. And I was just like, well, he gets better. <laughs> what if what if she likes waffles? Yeah, well, she said no. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't like pancakes. She's like, where are you, where are you from? Chicago. It's like, oh, yeah, that does, that, that does check out because they were in Chicago last week. Wow, he brought her all the way from Chicago to Wisconsin just to tell her to pancake her ass on home. And what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> Phyllis from Malden, what's your favorite breakfast meat? <laughs> In this segment, Poison Ivy ass. All right, Jackie from Wisconsin, tell us what you want. Welch's grape juice line, go. <laughs> so, so after she pancakes her ass out, yep. The Rock makes it to the ring. Yep. Discussing what he's going to do. Yep. By putting one foot in front of the other, walking down the ramp, yep, going up the stairs, entering the ropes, and then the beatdown begins. But Billy Gunn gets the upper hand. Mm-hmm. Now, if there's anything in wrestling, usually the person who gets the upper hand on the go-home show loses the match at the pay-per-view. Shocking. I don't know. I think Billy Gunn may break that trend. I Uh think Billy Gunn may win at SummerSlam. Look, it's been two months, and they've already stripped him of the the new trunks and stopped calling him King Billy Gunn. (laughs) He's not. (laughs) Have you noticed that? They just, he's not even... He doesn't have his trunks. He doesn't have the crown on the knee pads anymore. He's been relegated to, you know what? Wear your thong like a good girl. Dance. Fishnets and broken promises. The Billy Gunn story. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Oh, but yeah. So that's going to be a sad day when Billy Gunn loses. Um. The Rock is with Michael Cole. Of course, he is just confirming that Billy Gunn can bring his stick and he's going to beat his ass. And I'm sure, I'm sure The Rock said he was going to rape him with it or something like that. He's going to lube it up or some shit. There was a point when one of the promos where he started talking about lube, and I'm like, what are we doing here? God damn. But the the thing that was a complete throwaway is that this match turned into a kiss my ass match. Um, I think Jerry Jerry Lola was the only one who picked up on that. Oh, because because Billy uh, you know, slammed the Rock's face into into his ass. Now here's the thing. Apparently, for some odd reason, they felt the need to add the "kiss my ass" stipulation to it. I thought watching this tonight, wow, it would have been really funny if the rock showed up to the pay-per-view and the side of his face was all like red and poison Ivy because he just got his face smashed into Billy Gunn's ass to had poison Ivy on it, which he did. So, you know, hashtag karma, hashtag get poison Ivy. <laughs> That's not a hashtag. <laughs> we can make it one. That sucks. We, we can do whatever. I'm we so want. tired. <laughs> it's two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> hashtag poison Ivy. I'm so tired. 
You want to know what else I'm tired of? These fucking number one contenders matches. <laughs> Thank God this is the last one. I'm so like I'm just running on fumes at this point. So <laughs> I I can't even explain this match. It just mm-hmm. it wasn't good. No, it, was, it wasn't good. No. And we got the 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 high contact on the double pin it was just they looked at each other the whole time. Yep. Like okay. Same time, ready? One. Same time, ready? Two. Same time, ready? Three. <laughs> Our powers unite. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, so, what was it? We got Mankind, Triple H, China got involved. We had Shane and Shawn Michaels as referees, and Shawn had his booty shorts and his wrestling school t-shirt with his 900 number that he kept pointing at. Austin's <sighs> doing commentary. Uh, yeah, Austin's on commentary. He finally showed up for work. Um, what a mess. I think Billy Crystal did something. What a mess. The King's Cheese hat is still on the fucking table. It's half melted. <laughs> oh, Christ. Austin punches Shane, Shane at one point. Uh, things. It's just it's all over the place. Um, they they shoe they had to shoehorn every possible thing to happen yep. in six minutes. And then and then Tony Chimmel gets in the ring and makes the longest announcement ever because this is the go home show. This at the time there wasn't a SmackDown. So the very next show we have is SummerSlam. So he had to make it very clear what was happening in the main event. And his explanation was very weird because uh, Sean and Shane count one, two, three. Sean was looking at mankind. Let's just play play in their sandbox for a minute. We know they were making eye contact, but Sean was going with mankind. Shane was looking at Triple H. They both raised each other's hand. Oh my God, we got two winners. What's going to happen? So they start arguing and they're arguing and they're arguing. And then Chimmel just kind of gets in the ring and is like, Sean Michaels and Shane Man have agreed that both men have won. And I'm like, wait, they agreed? <laughs> That's not coming to agreement. If they both agree that both of their shoulders were down and they both counted three, let's restart them. Oh, we're out of time. Shit. Okay. Triple threat. Let's do this. Triple threat. Chimmel, wrap that shit up. I think the only thing they agreed upon is that neither one of them wanted to explain what happened. <laughs> no, it was a mess. Because I don't think A, Shawn Michaels could because he's <laughs> on Xanax number 40. And- and Shane McMahon lost his fucking voice from screaming about the headset being too loud. So, turn my headphones up. Turn them oh, shits up, man. Oh, oh, was that snare? Give me the bass. Give me the bass. So, oh my God, I think I we, we, we've gone in a span of the show from Austin, China. Mm-hmm. To Austin Mankind, mm-hmm. to Austin Mankind Triple H, and a Navy SEAL. Fuck Hulk Hogan. <laughs> we still have the Navy SEAL element. We have the Cannibals going for the tag team titles now. We got we got the Dietitian D'Lo Brown defending the IC title. What an asshole! I mean, trying to get his friend healthy. <laughs> I mean, we got we got we got Poison Ivy, Mister Freeze. Like, I mean. <laughs> SummerSlam is going to be something. 
It's gonna be it's gonna be the event of the summer. It's gonna be a poot. I, oh. I would dare I would dare call it an out of body experience. Wow. Solid. That is solid. Sign this guy for marketing department. Oh, it's already their thing. Uh, I'm falling asleep. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, I hit a wall real hard when the FBI came to our door. Um, so that does it. <laughs> the, guy with the, the guys with the rubber gloves were surprisingly gentle. <laughs> doesn't. Thank you for joining us on Two Guys Watching Wrestling uh, for the August 16th and August 9th episodes of WWF Monday Night Raw from 1999. We will be back here next week for SummerSlam. Is that all we're doing next week? SummerSlam? Just, yeah, that's all we can handle right now. Thank Christ. Um, so we'll be back next week with SummerSlam 99, as Rich put it, an out-of-body experience. And as we say in the Navy SEALs, fuck Hulk Hogan.